listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The best living or dead hands down, huh? Let's talk more ahead right now, huh? And my eyes more red than the devil is. And I'm about to take it to another level, bitch. And it's and it's not a who do you who you get. Ain't nobody cold as this. Do the rap and the track. Triple double no assist. These words are not right. Tripled up and no assist. That's not who what white person wrote this? And my only focus <laughs> is staying on some bogus <laughs> shit. Are you with my older bitch? <laughs> Acting like I owe shit. I heard the preacher say it rats again trap dane. Bought the chain that I always give back pain. Fucking up my money, so yeah, I had to act saying Shy nigga, but <laughs> he's holding up my accent. These hoes love my accent. You Oh, we can't have nothing. Anyway, welcome to the Blackout Tips. <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> this, is, this is not how it goes at all. Mm, that's what y'all be hearing when y'all hear us talk. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the blackout to y'all's Rod and Karen. Jesus, that is that that's unforgivable right there. Oh man, they wouldn't even try to listen, would it? Right, that's like the uh, that that's terrible. Yeah, that's like the people that try to uh, translate on your TV sometimes. sometimes right, uh, when certain people talk, this they have heavy accents or something, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you be like, that's not what they said. Right. You have to go through. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us five star reviews. If we like them, we'll read them on the show. We appreciate all y'all to take the time out to do that. The official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. And today's podcast is sponsored. Uh, it is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-L. Wait. Getbevel.com slash T-B-G-W-T. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash T-B-G-W-T. And, uh, they're gonna hook your ass up with a first month free. Alright? Um, and it's also brought to you by Tweaked Audio. That's right. Tweaked Audio is the maker of some fine audio buds for your ears, okay? So when you go to work and you're tired of your stuff breaking down all the time and you're tired of spending too much money on some headphones and the one ear is just going to go short, think of Tweaked Audio, okay, guys? Go to tweakedaudio.com. They got all kinds of styles up there. The California, the parkour, the parkour too, the classic, the natural, the hegons, and my favorite, the hellers uh which are ah. some uh which are some wireless headphones that also you know you can talk on your phone with them and all kinds of stuff you can exercise with them uh all different kind of colors um you know mics no mics noise reduction design like everything they fit in your ears really nice um so yeah they want to hook you up even further than just having a cool dope site they will give you a third off of the cost for our listeners and they'll even give you free shipping and it comes with a lifetime warranty. All you got to do is put in code TBGWT. That's it. Tweetio.com, code TBGWT. Go and get yourself some headphones. Listen in style. All right. Let's go ahead and get into all the stuff that happened today. Uh, before you do. But before we do, Karen. Um, I use, uh doing that Kanye rap with well, then how the fuck they do karaoke I, has anybody ever done to karaoke and you're reading it and I hope they don't use them lyrics cause that like, ain't right <laughs> alright I'm thinking you know? what uh yeah they're gonna be a biggie 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 can't you see sometimes your waist just hypnotize me right and I just love your fleshy waist <laughs> right we're gonna be like 
this is not how this song goes uh anyway um you know i was thinking of a couple things i did want to say before we even start the stories okay now that we know nick cannon i quit taking the white man's check okay he can go full hotel now what do you think his hotel name gonna be i was thinking about that mm-hmm. i'm thinking professor osiris muhammad x maybe you gotta put the honorable yeah the honorable professor osiris muhammad x Mm -hmm. that would be a good one i think you know it's not taken i don't believe you can still get that domain name oh yeah we'll see i I don't think he can go by ike turnip Mm -hmm. if he's gonna be full hotep like he's been trying to do as a Mm -hmm. dignified voice for his people um that can't do america's got talent and and still have dignity i think he should have did america's got talent but he just should have took a knee like kaepernick at the start of every program I would have kept that seventy thousand. Me too, but hey, that's just me. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Y'all can say what y'all want to. I'd be like, do 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 do. Would you like me to sign your shoes, boss? So you know that KKK Grand Wizard we talked about yesterday. He got found dead, and it looks like the wife and son, step and son, may have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to be the best episode of Snapped of all time mm-hmm. yeah yeah because it's gonna, gonna be on snap because you know it's about to be he was abusing me and i you know who's gonna believe he was a good person after him just being an open blatant racist that threatens people i mean is that far-fetched i i think he beat it and i don't even know anything else about the case i, I think he did too i mean they could be just as racist as him and i'm already giving them the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. he was so openly racist but uh, i think it's gonna be a lit episode of snap and when it does come out i will be live tweeting it and watching it automatically Oprah, uh own whoever we whoever covers that channel i need y'all to get on it mm-hmm. can we rush, do is that process to rush something to snap so i feel like we should this should get a rush order mm-hmm. of snapped oh yeah just like they rush their movies like marky ma gonna be the gonna be a cop with the for the bomb boston for the Mar- patriot marathon bomb mm-hmm. yeah the, the boston Mar- marathon mm-hmm. yeah i think oh, we need that i think we need to make it fast man but especially we need to make it fast before you know before he comes back to life ah i mean he's a wizard you guys seen lord of the rings grand off the the gray came back as grand off the white oh he prepared Mm -hmm. yeah so this dude could come back as Mm -hmm. he got a spell somewhere they chanting right now to bring him back he come back as anconda the alt right or whatever he could come Ah! back Oh, do they powers not work like that? Do KKK wizards not have magical powers? Mm-mm. Okay, well, Karen says they don't, so I guess not. Um, I hate, I don't know how often this happens to you guys, but I hate when I'm in my car and I look at the rearview mirror and I see, like, my BFF, you know, like my best friend, and I get out the car and it's not my best friend it's just somebody that is like a casual associate that i barely know ah i hate that shit you sound so disappointed because in the car and you look in the rearview mirror objects appear closer right than they really are but But then when you get out it's just like we're not even that close dog what why did i get out my car you just a normal ass regular person i don't know you that well i understand because you kind of get the excitement you know especially if you hadn't seen him in a while you're like mm-hmm. yeah i get to talk to him you're at least for a few minutes right but then, then when you stop like, looking in the rearview mirror they just a dude that you don't even know their last name like a co-worker or something it's sad right, come on um so my co-workers i'm not even gonna lie our department is so big so my co-workers i just know faces i just mm-hmm. know we all work together 
uh let me tell you guys it's, it's valentine's uh okay let's talk about love for a second okay because i love valentine's i mean i don't really love valentine's but i celebrate it okay um and i respect valentine's okay and you gotta treat people well okay because if not you end up in the ammo lamps mm-hmm. and you don't you have to go to the library and in wonder, order to and wonder how you got there. figure out how what happened you know i proposed karen in the library you did mm-hmm. that's right um and let me tell you about this woman over here i respect her <laughs> how much you? do i respect my wife I respect my wife enough to let her make horrible ordering decisions at restaurants without even correcting them. Yep. And yep. I thank you. She ordered tacos from Chipotle. Now, I don't know why anyone would do that. Oh. It's a burrito place. You know. You got tacos on your menu and every time I do not that. Respecting, not respecting the fact that, you know, this is not authentic Mexican cuisine. No. And you just decided that. <laughs> because it's on the mean you gotta try something different you gotta be different you gotta be different y'all Fuck so you. i watched this woman order some hard shell tacos a couple weeks ago right and then she ate like one bite and then threw it away why because i saw the man make it and when they make it <laughs> apparently they just throw a, the fillings of a burrito onto three what look like shells of tacos they don't even measure it out they don't take smaller spoons they just glop it all on top. Oh, you want sour cream? Sploosh. Oh, what you want? Some, you want some salsa? Splash. It's just taco soup with three, three <laughs> taco, taco shells. Oh. And so then she ordered that and it was terrible. And I thought to myself, this will be a lesson for her to remember. Cause I knew when, he, when I watched her make it, I went, that, that's going to be terrible. <laughs> why would anybody, why would anybody eat that? And Karen's just so happy to be out and, and so nice to people and stuff that she's just like watching him make this ca- ca- catastrophe. catastrophe and she's just sitting up there like it's alright. Like, I don't know if she's just too busy talking to him or just not paying attention to, but I'm like, that's not good. What she, what he's making you is gonna be terrible. How are you gonna drive home and eat this? But no, no, she was, she, she ate it or didn't eat it really. It's just wasting my money, gas and time. And then, uh, so then like two weeks later, Come on from the theater. It was like, hey, let's get something to eat before we review John Wick. She, I, I said chop. She's like, let's go Chipotle. I said, you know what? Let's go Chipotle. If that's what you prefer to eat, we go Chipotle. And we go Chipotle. And she ordered some tacos. I just like, what the fuck, man? Just go to chop then. You obviously don't care. You're not going to eat it. We got home. She refused to eat it. Why? Cause it looked like a fucking, like someone took three tacos and put them in a uh, 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 uh they put them in a, a lunar foil shook it up and then slammed it together and then said here eat this it's just a it's a wasted effort it's futile but that's what respect is people because i saw that shit coming from the second that she said tacos when we were standing in line and you know what i didn't do i didn't roll my eyes thank you i didn't i didn't let out a, a passive aggressive sigh I didn't go, Karen, are you sure you want to do that? Because you know you're not going to eat it. You remember what they did last? I didn't say anything, guys. This time I even tried salt. I did hard as salt. <laughs> I waited till we got all the way home, and she was, she was throwing her food away, and I went, do you remember two weeks ago when you ordered that, and it was terrible? And she was like, yes. I was like, don't. Why, why are you ordering the same thing? Just throwing, it's, just, it's just wasted money and time. And then she was like, oh, uh i got them soft this time i was like why would that make it better why would it make it better they fucked it up the first time because they didn't care they just don't care 
someone on twitter sent me a picture and they said every time they order tacos from chipotle they make them meticulously go and put every ingredient in small take-home containers they make them do that that's how much that's how little they care you just paid money for a fucking taco you gotta go home and make yourself okay don't even order it don't even waste y'all time nah, y'all. no more if you they don't care about it don't do it because you will be highly upset oh my god it was it was really really sad y'all and then them poor tacos they still in there <laughs> you know what i did guys i went and I, we have taco holders at our house mm-hmm. i went and took the taco holders because karen just threw it away was just threw it on the table like <laughs> fuck it i went and took the taco holders and i carefully went in there like a surgeon and put them tacos back together again so that karen could enjoy her tacos and she took one bite through it away so <laughs> i did eat some but <sighs> just no no more tacos no at, more at Chipotle. tacos no more tacos this is a waste Fuck of time for that bullshit and don't you gotta stop ordering stuff you keep <laughs> every time we go somewhere you just got you try to be a little bit different <laughs> but you can't just be different with everything I'm some places only make one good thing and when they make one good thing you just you go to a chinese place you want pad thai all of a sudden you got ketchup noodles and terrible pad thai that nobody would ever eat it's just right. sometimes you just gotta be like look this ain't in y'all wheelhouse i know y'all trying i appreciate the options but y'all don't y'all don't come from this no that's like where we where we went and they was doing fish arby's yeah i was like what the fuck you want to eat fish from arby's for bro they don't specialize they better specialize in the roast beef so you know not to do it there but then no i wouldn't do it there okay all right <laughs> I know. okay just remember me too. i'm confused too dog me too yeah <laughs> uh all right uh oh and then last thing it's weird having a person in the white house that not only watches saturday night live roast his ass every week but it's too stupid not to tell the america not to tell america that he's watching it and getting mad it is weird right like because i'm assuming for eight years obama caught hell from a lot of people good and bad justified and unjustified yo this man never had a moment where he just was like man fuck y'all y'all know i'm doing the best i can why y'all on my on my shit all the time you know racist stuff got interrupted you lie he had politicians that wouldn't shake his hands when he came to to see them you know he had people just make shit up blame terrorism on him call him weak and soft on um on, on diplomacy and shit meanwhile every country done popped off in the last three weeks just niggas shooting nukes in the air now motherfuckers shooting uh long-range missiles and uh, like like everybody just like do something trump you bitch ass nigga and he talked all that shit republicans have been talking that shit for 10 years about obama and now we have a thin-skinned tyrant that's not really a tyrant like he talks a big game but he can't do none of that shit he said he was gonna do all that i'm about to do uh these countries gonna know when i'm in charge i will nuke iran it's like okay well do it then bitch you know like iran like we just fired off some test missiles and broke all the sanctions that obama put in place because fuck y'all and and it's like it sounds more and more like only one dude was keeping all this shit in place like there was one person that was very serious about this shit and a bunch of people that were that were not you know so when i said that on twitter that you know it's amazing that how these countries are popping off 
while the, the republicans tried to call obama soft on diplomacy um and this one woman was like yeah well he was soft i mean he didn't do nothing about russia i was like see how do i answer this without insult insulting you right for for your lack of knowledge like you like you promptly hopped up to say something because you thought here's a fun time to take a shot at obama that's what you thought to be honest like i don't like obama and here's a chance to say something bad about him who knows you know there's there are certain black people that kind of get off on like anything bad i can say about that dude is like a, a i get a star on my chest for it but i'm like does it matter that it's not true and that you just re- show a whole lot of ignorance like all the events that popped off this week a lot of them stem from the fact that obama did put sanctions on russia after the hacking shit and they can't they're trying to find a way to lift these sanctions and uh the trump administration does not they're not able to apply their brute strength that like he he left them a fucking rubik's cube to be quite honest he basically just left them a rubik's cube and said untangle this like how are you gonna get these sanctions taken down because that's your homies that's your homies you how you gonna get them taken down without um looking like a traitor without committing treason like he left them a fucking rubik's cube it's it's diabolical and ingenious honestly um not to mention like so much of the shit that popped off in russia he destabilized their economy um uh, like like who like uh, it just it's like facts don't matter dog facts don't even matter it's just i can say something mean ha it's like all right well cool i guess it don't matter that this isn't true or that there's no measurable way for you to anyway i just thought that shit was interesting because it's so the opposite now because a nigga watches tv and be like y'all talking about me like like dude you you supposed to be presiding over everything and you on twitter like y'all have like you getting subtweeted you know and that's what hillary clinton tried to tell y'all they was she was like y'all want the nigga to tweet that's what y'all want Mm -hmm. and apparently they did nigga that tweeted three in the morning she brought it up multiple times right but yep all right let's get to these um stories uh jeremy meeks who you get you guys may know as prison bay uh you know he's been out and about for a while he's made his new york fashion week runway debut that makes sense Mm-hmm. prison bay has stayed out of jail and he's gainfully employed and he's now working as a full-time as a, as a model mm-hmm. i guess you could say he's a model prisoner <laughs> ha, ha, ha. i guess you could say that um yeah he uh and like it's funny because the internet is powerful like that dude went from literally just like a joke a meme of look how fine this boy i would pay his his commissary or whatever and then motherfucker is working now <laughs> like stayed out of trouble and everything he's out here at fashion week holding it down and i guess also for fashion people it adds a little bit of edge to their shit to be like look he's got a we have a young street tough wearing our philippine jeans ah, shit. Ah. um so yep shout out to him man he did your thing way to go um made it a made it over a year um finding the same things funny is the secret to satisfaction in a relationship scientists say Hmm. i find a lot of same shit funny a researcher conducted an analysis which found that couples with a shared sense of humor is strongly linked to relationship satisfaction 
the research found that it's not a particular style of humor that matters but that both people in the couple share a sense of what's funny the research warns not to make your partner the butt of the joke and having an aggressive sense of humor is bad for a relationship oh yeah i mean i don't know how those people make it those people where they literally it sound like a fight all day even though they claim to be joking like i'm always amazed at those couples like if you've ever been around a couple like that it's always like holy shit are y'all fighting are y'all about to hit each other like what is happening well some people can do that right i can't right and and every joke is some pieces of truth so i don't care what you say when everybody else is gone y'all niggas got to look at each other Mm-hmm. um professor jeffrey hall associate professor of communication studies at the university of kansas came to the findings through a meta-analysis a meta-analysis is a statistical method for combining data from more than one study and analyzing it all together in a type of data pool this is a way of analyzing large amounts of data and increasing the sample size in the analysis the professor uh for his uh meta-analysis he surveyed 39 different studies involving more than 15,000 participants on the topic of humor in relationships he said that whether people think you're funny or can make a joke out of anything is not strongly related to relationship satisfaction but what is strongly related to relationship satisfaction is the humor that couples create together professor hall says say you and your partner share a quirky sense of humor but romantic comedies or sitcoms do nothing for either of you so it's not that any style or sense of humor is any better or worse what matters is that you both see quirky humor as hysterical if you share a sense of what's funny it affirms you and affirms your relationship through laughter the meta-analysis to be published in the journal of personal relationships analyzed data for 30 years worth of studies on the subject area professor hall also found that playfulness in couples is a crucial aspect in bonding and establishing relationship security shared laughter is an indicator of a romantic attraction between potential mates but professor hall warns that partners shouldn't make each other the butt of the jokes having an aggressive sense of humor is a bad sign for the relationship in general but it's worse if the style of humor is used in the relationship if you think that your partner tells mean-spirited jokes then it's likely you've seen that firsthand or in your relationship Mm-hmm. yeah i wonder how like like mean people like mean comedians and shit like how do they turn that off when they get home and if they can't then does that explain why a lot of them have trouble keeping people around because like hey man you can't be you can't be roasting me every night dog Mm -mm. like i'm gonna need some time to myself when i when i get home i want a space for me to calm down right yeah you can't be roasting me from the time i get up to the time i get you know lay down everything i do is a motherfucking joke you're like nah i don't mind laughing but you you got you got to pump your brakes a little bit dog and that's the thing i and i don't even mind just the laughter but it's one of those things where after a while to most people it's going to be a form of an attack where it's mm-hmm. like okay th- this is not funny no more this is a, you got a problem with me yeah like uh obviously you hate me uh when, when we're getting divorced even if it's even if that's not what you meant that's how it's going to feel mm-hmm. um so yeah um it's not about being a great comedian but finding what's funny every day and enjoying each other whether that's the simpsons or repeating funny things your kids say or the new yorker cartoons or relishing in the absurdity of life it is most important to do it together he said so there you guys go it's valentine's day and valentine's i meant valentine's day and y'all probably looking around you know at the motherfuckers next to you like is this just connection is this wow am i alone what kind of person should i be looking for hey share a sense of humor is a place to start you know it, it really is i think that's why so many people that listen to this show end up 
you know getting covered up and stuff because they they laughing at the same shit to a certain extent or people that share the show what they make and stuff and they're like of course that you know they find it funny as well or whatever so it's, you know you have that shared sense of humor in some areas yeah because i i've been around and i've dealt with people that have a zero sense of humor and i'm looking like woo well that's the worst because everybody thinks they got a good sense of humor and they and pretty much everybody that says they do doesn't so it's like you know it's always like those people like i know it's like they're always telling you that when they're getting mad at a joke i have a good sense of humor and i know what i'm talking about but listen you shouldn't be able to say and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna need some evidence of that part you don't you don't have a a good sense of humor Mm -mm. well burger king is trying to set the mood and get y'all in a valentine's day um you know help your valentine's day out how they're serving up adult toys to their customers in israel as part of a valentine's day campaign as well as a dinner for two dinners diners can pick up a pink blindfold black feather tickler or a head massager okay mm-hmm okay because i was about to say you, you thought i was gonna be deal that was didn't you right i was about to say you ain't really shoving this along with the kids meal what the fuck is happening here yeah i figured you was gonna go straight to the dicks right you yeah. said adult toys uh there's more than just penises adult toys Karen. okay <laughs> i know it's rabbits and shit too but you ain't giving them to the kids they didn't none of this is for the kids what are you talking about what happened with the kids where did the kids get into this this is for adults only 18 plus yes but i was thinking okay it's burger king um kids gonna be in there so i'm like i don't i don't i was like i don't understand how this exchange is getting ready to happen because like i said i was thinking dicks the saucy treat labeled up at an adult as Uh labeled as an adult meal is served inside of a moody purple box oh for prince which includes a toy and two burgers two fries and two beers beers oh shit what is burger king doing in israel they get down in other countries they they prepare their food completely different than they do here in the states i always thought they was way more conservative than us i've been thinking around my whole life i know he's getting sex toys and beer and burger king yeah i don't think no burger king's history alcohol yeah doll let me get two uh them anal plugs and i'm gonna take uh number three <laughs> give me that wine fuck <laughs> let me get some beads and i'm gonna take a shake to go i know give me some waffles because i'm gonna be whopping her tonight with this <laughs> dick <laughs> wink wink i don't need no mayo you know what i'm saying i don't you know, make my own at home you it's know supplied mayo she like that she like that homemade mayo you know what i'm saying <laughs> don't worry about that okay uh-uh. later on tonight make daddy a sandwich so you make daddy a sandwich daddy want a sandwich i'm gonna make daddy a sandwich also uh they could have taken inspiration from mcdonald's famous happy meal uh that's a little some different inspiration i guess really stretch that one out the campaign appears to be aimed at those looking to make last-minute Valentine's Day dinner plans. Oh, so this is basically for dudes that forgot. That or either, it, you know, because on Valentine's Day, let's let's not pretend everything is gonna be packed. People are like shit. Do do you mm. really want to wait five hours, or would you rather go ahead and go to work <coughs> and go home? Well, that's the other thing I'm saying though. Is if 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 is that's that's just improper planning. 
Oh, yeah. Like you didn't get a reservation, it's still last minute, so it's right. like yeah, you should have made your plan. Damn, in January. Applebee's is is too packed, you know. Right. I would have took you yesterday, but you know that side chicks day. Oh, I'm just kidding, guys. Everybody knows side chicks day is the day. Oh wait, no, that's right. That's the day before uh Valentine. But who goes the day after then? Uh, I think the day after is the other chick. Uh, jump jump off chicks, like oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. If you can afford those, I don't, I don't know how you these. You got to splurge that budget. I don't know how these guys are doing it. Honestly, Me um, that's a lot of women that drug it around. Right, one woman is expensive enough. I told you, they t- take your tacos, throw them away in the trash, <laughs> don't eat none. I don't know what y'all doing. Y'all just out here paying for tacos like that, huh, players? Y'all got it like that. An advert has been shared on YouTube in which the narrator says, "Kid meals, that's for kids." Oh wait, I can play this. I think. Um. Kids meal? That's for kids. Oh shit. <laughs> Burger King presents the adult's meal with an adult toy inside. Mm. Only on Valentine's Day and only from 6 p.m. Burger King. Damn. I mean, they got the same chick that goes bangbros.com. Okay, we it popped up after the commercial was finished. Oh, I'm, okay, hold on. I can replay some. No problem. Uh, I'm not get it to replay. Kids meal? That's for kids. Bitch. Tonight? Oh, color changes and everything. Burger King presents <laughs> the adult's meal with an adult toy inside. Only on Valentine's Day. And only from 6 p.m. Burger King. We have the meats. Mm-hmm. 18 of That's a grown-ass burger. That burger was, was lit and everything. Mm-hmm. You gonna put your meat in her buns. Yeah. <laughs> Burger King. Um, all right. Idris Elba is celebrating Valentine's. And he said, hey, man, you can be my Valentine's date. Now, here's the thing. It won't actually happen on Valentine's, okay? But he will uh, let you go out with him. You have eight hours to to, to fill this out. But he'll, he, it's at uh, omaze.com. Uh, you can be his Valentine. Um, and you'll get flown out and put in a four-star hotel. Aww. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, most both women, they don't give a fuck on Valentine's Day. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Everybody loses. They'll be like, my baby, you're going to stay here with your grandma. Mama's, nope, it's Valentine's Day. My baby, was three months ago. I don't give a shit. It's Valentine's Day today. Yeah, it's for Idris, too. You know, they'll let them fly them out. I'm sure they ain't mad. You, too, will take this L, kid. <laughs> yep. So you can get a chance to be his. And for a limited time. If you use the code pound my yams, you get a hundred bonus entries. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Not the yams. What's the yams? Yeah, you pound my yams. Idris Elba will give you some bonus uh, entries. Okay, a hundred entries to win is only ten dollars. Two hundred and fifty entries to win, and a digital thank you card was twenty five dollars. So, good luck, ladies. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if they let men do it too, but good luck, men. I, I don't know what. Guarantee you some I don't men, know what the rules are. Some men apply too. Yep, whatever it is. Good luck, everybody. Um, let's see what else we want to talk about today. Um, oh, there was a a pilot who, um, I guess you know how they can talk to the uh through the intercom before they take off mm-hmm. an airplane pilot mm-hmm. uh they went on a bizarre rant uh where she talked about her uh, politics and her divorce did you forget to turn it off so everybody deplaned because you know that's a lot dog i ain't trying to be uh i don't want to be on this bitch when you decide to end it all or some shit or like you scare me i just want to know where we was going what the expected time to get there would be when i'm getting my peanuts and soda yeah i don't want to know that you get in the custody battle like now i'm feeling like i don't know about this flight so much reschedule the flight uh airlines united airlines pilot was removed from a plane bound to san fred at the bizarre rant about politics and her divorce it happened saturday uh before they left uh austin texas um Oops, sorry, my computer's starting to freeze up a little bit. All right. The pilot got passengers' attention when she boarded the plane in her street clothes. Oh, nigga. Oh, she wasn't even in uniform? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hell no. You walk in there looking like me, but I know I got to go. Nope, I will not be riding this plane. She showed up dressed like a civilian and asked us to take a vote to see whether she should change into her uniform or fly as is. Oh, she might lose her job. Said Pam O'Neill, who was aboard the flight. Pastor Randy Reese tweeted, uh, she asked if we were okay with her flying like that, then says, sorry, I'm going through a divorce. She then used the plane overhead PA system to rant about President Trump and Hillary Clinton, calling them both assholes. Now at 11, Bay Area-bound passengers scared to fly. Their pilot goes on a rant before takeoff. United Flight 455 was about to go from Austin, Texas to SFO when the pilot's outbursts started. Passengers tweeted about their distress. KPX5's Andrea Borba talked to some of those travelers who just landed. Andrea. Well, Brian Juliet, this all happened before flight attendants had a chance to even pass out the peanuts. First, passengers were confused, then they were concerned, and then the pilot was eventually relieved of her duties. United Flight 455 from Austin, Texas, SFO, got off to a start Saturday afternoon. The captain was late. She chose us like a civilian and asked us to take a vote to see whether we should have her change into her uniform or fly as is. Then passengers tell KPIX5 it only got odder. She was venting. She mentioned the borders. She um, started off by saying that she had voted for either uh, Trump or Clinton because they're a bunch of lies. Yeah, so that's an odd way to start off the welcome to your flight. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just... uh and she was white this sounds like some shit from a rom-com like this is a, yeah. you know, like they had that moment where the person gets in the breakup and they go through the first moment of their life and something and the rest of the movie is about them fixing where they fucked up like this is about 45 minutes into a rom-com if not an hour and some change to just like oh then she got on the plane in her jogging pants and 
that was the funniest scene amy schumer gonna definitely play this woman in a movie at some point it's really sort of <laughs> went downhill from there and um didn't make a lot of sense to any of us that's when about 20 passengers said they they didn't feel safe with her in the cockpit and got off the plane passenger randy rice sent this tweet denied so y'all i'm shaking right now i just left my united flight 455 because the captain demonstrated that she was not mentally in a safe space she was not in the uh, right state of mind we're a little afraid having that was somewhat unstable flying the plane united airlines issued this statement we hold our employees to high standards and have replaced this pilot with a new one to operate the flight which has since departed from austin apologize to our customers for the inconvenience united put a new flight crew on the plane and flight 455 left about 90 minutes late to san francisco now united airlines offered each passenger on that flight a for their time and their trouble live at sfo tonight andrea borba kpix5 holy shit yeah i mean that's uh now oh, that's, that's enough yeah i'm, I'm like uh the person chat room fifty dollars hey look could have been worse they could have just said go ahead and fly y'all just go ahead and go up there y'all be good y'all straight y'all good they could have just did that you know spirit airlines would have let y'all go <laughs> they're like this is a uniform these my good jogging pants y'all talking about dang these stained. Mm-hmm. got these on just bought these from walmart and y'all complaining lucky we don't make you walk oh lord mm-hmm. keep talking i'm gonna pull the car over pull the plane over make y'all get out and walk uh all right next segment what no that's not what i want to do <sighs> that's not the fucking black people music how'd that start playing uh next segment oh, wait. No. wait i didn't even mean to go into that segment yet okay uh this is what i was looking for uh, <laughs> Show you how. Do you want to phone with me? Do you want to phone with me? 
a tennessee gop bill says children born through artificial um means are not legitimate so uh essentially talking about things like artificial insemination um yeah a lot of people do that for vi- like, like all kinds of reasons right. don't have to be lgbt no but straight people to do it too just because some straight people get caught in a crossfire don't mean that it's not an anti-lgbt intended intended consequence it, right. for people you know mm-hmm. straight people in many cases will often betray their own straight people they own straights in order to to get one over on uh, a group that uh is marginalized you know uh wmc reported that state house representative terry lynn weaver is sponsoring hb 1406 to repeal tennessee current statute tca 68-3306 which declares that children born through artificial insemination are legitimate uh are the legitimate child of the mother's husband okay so essentially if a woman is to have a child through artificial insemination Mm -hmm that child is also considered the father is considered her husband like whoever's married to her that person is considered the father of that child just as if she were to be pregnant uh and deliver a child while you're married that person would be considered the father by the state um okay because sometimes people get donors yeah you can do all okay. right but that right, baby right, right, ends right. up being y'all's right right, right. right. you're ahead of kind of the same way child, we treat right, right. okay that but now sense. they want to change that um the text of the new bill says immediately it repeals the statute that deems a child born to a married woman as a result of artificial insemination with consent of the married woman's husband to be the legitimate child of the husband and wife last year weaver was one of 53 gop lawmakers who got involved in a same-sex marriage divorce that dealt with the custody of a child born through artificial insemination weaver and the other lawmakers asserted that the lesbian wife of the child's mother should not be considered a legitimate parent under the current statute oh no you still accountable baby not just accountable but you want this to be your child right so it's essentially taking your child away from you you know or adding another layer of red tape you got to go through because we in my opinion this is just an attack on marriage equality so how do we make it so that marriage equality is like we can just cut the underpinnings of it piece by piece until we get to a point where in our state we can erase all the rights that they've been gifted you know quote unquote gifted um uh so yeah that that make that makes sense that's what i think they're trying to do of course um an arkansas senator just introduced a bill to ban same-sex marriage nationwide yeah funny everybody thought it was settled because the supreme court barely barely passed it but uh yeah things are all back up in the air right now because you don't have a supreme court that will consistently go back and and now they're gonna try to have a a, um a a right-leaning supreme court so now they're gonna try to bring up all these issues that they things we considered settled are not gonna be settled i mean they constantly do this with uh with uh the right to have an abortion they constantly do this there's always a hobby lobby is saying this and -and so-and-so's and they always try to get back to go how do we make sure that roe v wade gets overturned somehow like if not roe v something the next one we'll we'll win that and that'll erase what roe v wade was well that's that's the process and people have let our hands fall into the grasp of people that really want to undo a lot of that stuff and unlike um senators and presidents no term limit on these judges so they could be there forever uh state senator jason rapper just introduced a bill to add an arkansas constitutional amendment banning same-sex marriage in all 50 states 
the text of the bill sjr7 reads nothing in this constitution or in the constitution of law or laws of any state may define or be construed to define marriage except as a union of one man and one woman and no other union shall be recognized with legal incidents thereof within the united states or any place subject to their jurisdiction the bill is a little more than an application to congress to call a convention for proposing an amendment to the united states constitution concerning the definition of marriage basically it's a powerless move by a local politician who isn't actually able to facilitate change in our national government but it's an but the impetus is clear with a majority gop congress and an empty supreme court seat waiting to be filled by a republican president the future for same-sex marriage is starting to look grim. um to be clear, the constitutional amendment process is an extremely difficult one and is rather unlikely, but the desire by so many GOP congressmen to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court's gay marriage decision is uh, in Ober, wait, Obergefell versus Hodge, Hodges is extremely disheartening. Yeah, and I don't know. The way this shit is working with our government, I feel like they're going to find a way because I don't think it's... I don't think the legal protections that have been afforded and the proper channels of working things, they don't seem to have any respect for that. Yeah. It's like, uh, we ain't got to do this shit. And that's just, that's just it for them. Um, we only honor the law when it's working for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use the name Jess, a simple change from Jeff married mayor of tiny Texas town comes out publicly as transgender. The mayor of a tiny Texas town has come out publicly to reveal she is transgender. Jess Herbst, who became the mayor of New Hope eight months ago, made the announcement about her gender trans in an open letter to the town's residents. The 58-year-old revealed she began taking hormone replacement therapy two years ago with the support of her wife, daughters, and son-in-law. At the time, I did not imagine I would hold the mayor's position, but here I am. Uh, she wrote in a letter posted on the town's website. I live my life as a female now. I'll be performing my duties to the town as such. I use the name Jess, a simple change from Jeff. While she started taking hormone replacement two years ago, Herbs had mostly maintained her appearance as Jeff until last summer when she started coming out to certain people. She completely abandoned her appearance as Jeff by the end of 2016. Herbst is now the first openly transgender elected official in Texas. Uh, I know that transgender people are just coming to light in our society and we have made great strides in the past few years. It is a gender identity, not sexual preference that applies to me. I love my wife and she loves me. There's no intention of change. Uh, we have no intention of change. My daughters have been adamant supporters of me and are proud to tell people their father is transgender. Um, it's going to be interesting how people react because if, uh she was elected and they were like oh like i want to know was it like an open thing where people knew like okay our mayor is transgender and we're voting knowing that this moment of like public transition could happen like to where they're out to the world now rather than just to some of us in this small town Mm -hmm. i wonder if they knew or if they're gonna be people trying to be like oh you tricked me you know how that is like a huge hurdle for a lot of people that are are trans is that there are people who act as if they've been like had somehow and in that in that in that feeling also have a lot of anger um which is one of the reasons that trans people live under attack constantly is because there's like this imposter syndrome thing or you like you you tricked me how dare you i thought you were this now you're not that to me and all that shit um so it's gonna be interesting because i've never seen that in the context of like 
a vote you know what i mean like an actual holding a public office what would you know and like would these same people have been open-minded and been like i want i'm voting for my for my mayor who i know is out and openly trans or were they like i'm voting for my mayor wait a minute trans you know what i mean like what i wonder what the reaction is the by the time i like is a trans man what the fuck is right. this like, i mean texas too like it just makes you wonder herbs has lived in the town of new hope with only about 670 residents since 1999 with her wife and two daughters the area where they live is considered to be quite conservative and donald trump won by 17 percent of points in the election ah that don't sound too good the small business owner was elected in 2003 as an alderman of town and council and was appointed mayor after the previous mayor died last year. Herbs has been documenting her transition on her blog, including the decision to openly come out as transgender to her family, friends, and colleagues. She said her first memories of being drawn to a woman, to women's clothes stem back to when she was just three years old. I remember a particular dress of my mother's that I adored that was really a, the thing. I loved female clothes, boy clothes. They were just blah. I would go into my mother's room whenever possible and put on the dress. Uh, around age 12, one summer, I came home to find a pile of fresh laundry on the dining table. Right on top was a clean white bra. I, it stopped me in my tracks. Uh, a feeling that I thought long gone returned. I grabbed the bra, locked myself in the bathroom, and just sat there for uh, quite a while wearing it. Given her behavior, she was taken to see a psychiatrist by her mother. Herbs noted that being transgender wasn't understood at the time. Herbs said she met her wife in college uh but when they got married she focused on their lives together it wasn't until their children were teenagers and living their own lives that she really started to research transgender i knew what i wanted so i had a long discussion with my wife and she agreed to try some changes we both went to my appointment with an endo- uh, endocrinologist i told him i was transgender and asked uh, to be put on hrt she wrote oh um, yeah that's gonna be interesting i wonder if there'll be a uh I hope we get an update with what the residents think because I bet you that's not going to go over well with a lot of people. No, it is not. Sadly. Right. Um, drone footage takes gay couples' marriage proposal to new heights. Now, see, I'll try to be on gay people's side, but I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I called this. Y'all going to stunt on us on this marriage thing. I knew it. Ha <laughs> ha! Once you let the gay people get married, they about to do. They about to make. They about to make our shit a shame. Right. They gonna be like, oh y'all thought y'all had some straight people. We've only had thousands of years head start. Right. Within what been a year, two years? Within two years, gay people already like pull out the drones and just stun on these niggas. Like really? Come on, man. No, no, we didn't even think of this. We had the technology, we and we can't had, have shit. We've had the privilege, and they just straight up was like, "Where are the unicorns?" I'm like, "They exist. Bring them, bring them." Well, of the keeper of elves, they real too, right? Yes. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's real cute. What y'all did that whole getting married at, at, at a cathedral? That's really cute. Uh, oh, y'all had a zombie wedding. That's real cute, D'Angelo Williams. That's real. You like The Walking Dead. That's cute. Bring out the drones. <laughs> Stun on these hoes. I where's <laughs> where's my green screen? <laughs> that's like, oh, that's real cute. Um, You know the place where Wonder Woman lives? Yeah, that's where right. we're having our wedding. Give me Beyonce's wardrobe, people. Yes! 
there will be seven changes of wardrobe during my wedding ceremony and it'd be hbo special this just a proposal and one new york city gay couple filmed their marriage proposal in central park with a drone orbiting from above sergio zapata and paul margolin margolin have been dating since 2015 see they it's only 2017 y'all it just 2017 just started ah! bring out the drones the fuck is next create a rainbow yes um right nobody these dudes are like ken dolls too look at this perfect chiseled men just like we about to make out and fucking look they playing pillow fights I mean, we can't see it y'all can't see this no at least I can't oh i don't even it. have it on screen that's why i mean just enjoying it for myself i know i'm looking like i don't see shit i know y'all sitting up there like well, well let me see the means right <laughs> yeah uh sergio Zapato has like a uh instagram so they have pictures from their instagram out here and it says jim buddy i guess this must have been earlier this year um but as you, can y'all see it now yes yeah, you see these motherfuckers like oh, they all fit, right? Uh, they like they got to be doing a, a a CrossFit class. What's happening here? Right, straight couples don't look like this. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We had one of the most beautiful women on the earth, but she married to Jay Z. That's how straight couples work. It don't work like right? two two motherfucking uh like if aliens came and we had to give them genetic specimens to they we would give them these two dudes ah. and they like let's marry each other. Mm-hmm. Um then they have one where they pillow fighting in their underwear oh come on dog y'all the crossfit teachers y'all don't right. people that i be walking past the wild when they be in there rolling and they bike them up and down and come on guys one more mile i proposed yeah. in a library in jogging pants mm-hmm. these motherfuckers got a drone and i was fine with that <laughs> this is the this is this that's because you know you know why that was fine karen because it was before the gay people was getting married and they they were just stunting on our shit they just um just this your little shit right here dog and this, i was you know we were college students too so that's completely different they're like nah see you should have waited till drones was invented you stupid motherfucker oh wait a minute wait a long time then. you were broke you was broke look at me I, i'm rich right, right. yeah yeah I, we were broke yeah we were very broke Mm-mm. they they stunning on us we were living on student salaries a, a 360 degree engagement story no straight oh, person no straight person would have thought of this wouldn't even ne- thought of it ne- next is gonna be uh a wedding story 30 for 30 mm-hmm i don't even know what the wedding gonna be like ah! the wedding gonna be ridiculous joy produced by lucas arts ah uh, yes A Pixar wedding. Yes, I would love a Pixar wedding. Look at this shit. It's like the beginning of Up. Uh-huh. See, they got the drone flying around them in Central Park. Aww. I bet it's in 3D, too. They produced this. They produced the shit out of this. See, this is why Republicans scared right here. They like that cast of Hamilton swings. What? Tired of getting stunted on. Oh, God. Oh, they on the steps. They on the steps together. Ah! 
waving at the drone look at them jealous straights over there to the left them jealous ass straights listen i'm telling you man this is i knew it was gonna be a problem i knew it i told y'all i said they about to do this shit we let the fabulous people in right oh let me guess uh it's a lot of people out there like i'm straight i got engaged it was fine was it in 360 degrees by a drone no 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 it wasn't okay well then maybe it wasn't that fine yeah did marvel produce it no right no no okay is it in 3d can i watch it on my hd no okay yeah <sighs> was it a surround sound no no Mm-mm. just making us look bad well this is what happens enjoy it while you can in trump's america you know that's why they're trying to that's why they try to get rid of it all these men out here like oh lord i didn't even think of this this motherfucker came down on unicorn winged back pegasus ah! flew down from the heavens and got a ring made of pure sapphire i didn't even think of this Mm-mm. i just went to jared's no it's it's made with a dragon's tooth right oh well all right um <laughs> let's get into some uh some uh fucking with black people oh, fucking with black that was people. like the, that's that was like a very happy uh gay people news i mean yeah i mean yeah a lot of times i mean that's I like how it this. is for marginalized people it was happy for them it's just sad for the rest of us <laughs> I'm not fuck with it yeah all. yeah it's terrible for the rest of us i mean well karen y'all get proposed too but you ain't never gonna get no no drone proposal i mean the game is they they who this i'm just saying this just to start they only had two years and they came up with this we ain't come up with this in thousands of years yeah that's true and right you, and you know what i don't know what's gonna happen when they renew their vows oh gosh right they gonna be skydive marriage for, i don't know what they gonna do it's just gonna be i can't ah! even conceive what they gonna do it's gonna be like the Jetsons. right <laughs> oh these niggas getting married on the moon like oh why did i think of that <laughs> oh of course yes get richard branson fly to the moon it's so simple in hindsight but you need to be already planning this for years because you're not allowed to so you can take some chances buy a drone i know they're like how the fuck did you get them explosions oh michael bay did it yeah michael bay produced our wedding uh anyway uh michael bay produced my wedding fuck it that'd be fun We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe. We find different articles, make us feel fuck with black people, and we rate them from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25. Today's contestants, everybody. And no, I did not call Jay-Z ugly low-key okay i said he's not as attractive as beyonce and y'all motherfucking know that's the truth uh, yeah, yeah come on now we just that's what straight marriage looks like we don't we don't have a lot of you know specimens of just genuine like like if beyonce was marrying uh the rock we that's like oh yes though they're gonna produce fucking superhero babies right. you know that's that's what that's how gay marriage looks you're like damn look at these people should be modeling uh all right man let's go ahead and um 
get into getting fucked with okay um everybody in the room spat in your coke black celebrities tell their very their first experience with racism damn everybody in the room spat in your coke damn what was you what was you eating uh here are some of their stories um uh van jones at that moment we were stopped Wait, hold on. Because this police officer thought that my father was driving in a car. Oh, okay. So this is, this is all of them. Okay, it's about four minutes long. Let me um put it on screen for y'all, because this is Martel Williams speaking at first. The thing that's interesting to me is um some of these people had such horrible experiences and still kind of came away on some like, what does it really make a white person bad for being racist? Think about it. You know, but I think it's a self-preservation thing with a white woman and four kids that he didn't know from where and wanted to make sure she wasn't lying. My earliest memory, one of my strongest memories, is when I was around 10. I remember being at school, uh, fifth grade, playing... This is Jason George. ...football uh, with a bunch of the kids. And uh, in elementary school, at least, I was one of the bigger kids. And so I... uh, I tackled this one kid who was one of the smaller kids at the time. He was upset, maybe embarrassed, and he called me a nigger. I kind of blacked out. Honestly remember nothing in the next few seconds. And by the time I actually remember what was going on, his face was really close to mine. And I realized that he was purple. And I realized that he was purple because my hands were around his neck and he, uh, he wasn't breathing. And suddenly i was freaked out this kid made me lose control this word this one word had complete and utter control over me in some way i had gone on a church this is uh sebastian cole uh and in that last one i think that's one of the reasons a lot of black people have like when i say this about self-protection when i was saying now some of these people you'll see them talking it it like makes you mad because they're denying obvious things and they're giving people every benefit of the doubt but i think to some extent some black people have chosen to kind of insulate themselves that way because you're in america you're going to be around white spaces especially if that's how you make your bread you don't want to accept this idea of people are just racist and i'm gonna have to be fighting these motherfuckers my whole life and go back and especially if it comes to losing control like like this man like that's one of my biggest fears is losing control i don't um like i'm not as fearful of like somebody really doing something to me to be honest um i just haven't had the kind of life where i've had been intimidated very often but i do fear uh, like my reaction to something justify or not and then coming back and feeling like i was out of control like i didn't want that to be my reaction you know treat with a friend of my mom's oh, i'm sorry this is sebastian cole and we we go up to the church retreat, and it's like, you know, a cabin in the woods. And so people brought their, you know, the things for the weekend. Well, on the way out of the cabin, you know, we're taking out the things from the weekend. And one of the guys I was bunking with brought a small television. So I grabbed the TV to take to the bus. And no lie, someone called the police on me. I moved to France in 1983. One morning I woke This is Angelique Kidjo. Cop. And I was going to school. I crossed my neighbor that was coming back from the, um, the, the, the pastry store. At one point, we crossed path. And I say, 
bonjour. And then he freezes, just like looking at me like trying to trying to escape like I was just gonna stab him. And it was so shocking and so painful for me. There was a young white girl sitting this is a van Jones. next to me and she reached for the Coke can. And uh, the guy said, no, 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 don't drink that. Felt a little awkward, but drank my Coke and we kept talking. And then we got on the buses and we went, went the young white girl started crying. And I asked her what was wrong. And she said, they told me later that everybody in the room spat in your Coke while you were outside. And uh, that's why they didn't want me to drink out of that can. And I'm so sorry. When I went to go visit my parents and... Fuck. Man. Can't even imagine, dog. Can't even imagine. And, and Van Jones one of the most even-tempered, like, never let them see you sweat type niggas period like just like don't say the n word i wear suits everywhere like uh i'm like just lives a life of trying not to quote unquote cause no problems and trying to speak reason to people that really are unreasonable um but it kind of like when you think about that kind of story and to have that in your origin story and still feel like you're not gonna give up hope on people i don't know boy Woo. Texas and my grandfather's white so we went to the I'm sorry this is Jade Romaine the grocery store one day and this lady came over to us and and I was about seven and she came over to us and looked down at me and said oh she's really beautiful that's really nice of you to adopt her and my grandfather is usually very calm and patient but his face just turned red and at that moment I realized that me and my grandfather did not look alike I was 15 years old I was in high hmm. this is Kamal Bell school and one afternoon, I was hanging out with my friend Rob. At one point, we got split up. And as I was waiting for Rob to show up again, I decided, nope, I'm going to find him. And as I walked out, this uh, man behind me said, excuse me, I need to talk to you. I turned around. It was a white guy, probably in his 30s. And he looked at me and said, I need to shirt your pockets. And I said, why? He said, I got a report that you took something. And I hadn't taken anything. And then I said to him, I know my rights. But I didn't really know my rights, so I let him search my pockets. I also thought if he searches my pockets, he'll realize there's nothing in there, and he'll let me go on my way. But once he found out there was nothing in my pockets, it didn't deter him, and he grabbed me by the back of the coat and walked me downstairs and physically threw me out into the streets. Uh, and I was standing in front of the record store, sort of embarrassed and humiliated, even though I hadn't done anything, and I sat there starting to cry. It wasn't until that moment that I realized being black meant the exact same thing in the current era as it had meant throughout the history of this country, that at any point a white person could harass you for no good reason, and you kind of would have to take it. That's my whole point. And, and, and for me, this is why I'm very diligent and, and very and I stick to my guns when I tell white people, you put this racist son of a bitch in office. You did this. We did not do this. And I understand that the, what the color of my skin means. You might not understand what the color of my skin means. You might take the color of my skin for granted. Because to you, the color of your skin is not constantly brought up in every day-to-day -day conversation. Our country is catered towards you. When white people walk out their doors, they don't have to worry 
about being harassed they don't have to worry about shot being shot you know white women don't have to worry about wearing their hair natural and somebody asking do you have good hair they don't have to worry about people putting their hands in your hair a lot of this stems back to slavery and white people thinking that they didn't motherfucking own you that is entrenched in this country and white people will forever think that they own you and this goes back to how in my personal opinion how Donald Trump got in office because of the big middle finger. Y'all niggas thought y'all had your freedom. We gonna show you that you don't and we still got them on you. And until other white people that are quote unquote not racist stands up and say we're not gonna take this shit and make these other white people ashamed, I look at you all the same. You are all racist to me. And 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 and, and that's something that, you know, when you say that, people go, Why why is it such a sweeping uh, statement and on an individual basis, I know a lot of white people. They're beautiful. We have relationships. We we grow these relationships. They're beautiful. But as a collective, as a whole, no, I do not trust you and I never will. Because over and over again, you've disappointed me. You've let me down. Over and over again, you 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 let racist shit slide. Every time somebody brings racist shit up, it's always an excuse. The, you know, and it's one of those things where I'm to the point where I am, uh, 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 like this. the older I get, the less compassion I have, which, and I might need to, to analyze my heart because the older I get, the less patience I have with people and their stupidity when it comes to racism. I'm like, motherfucker, no, we're not going to deal with this. And I, and I, and, and like I said before, when me and you and Nick Jew was talking, that anger in me is always there and it's and it's real. It's like a real flame inside of me that you know that I have to constantly watch and constantly monitor all the time, you know, because yes I laugh, yes I joke, but that that flame is real. And it's one of the things where uh like he said it, it one of the things where in our country Put it like this, being black, when a white person looks at you, we have no idea what you're thinking about us. We don't know if you want to kill us. We don't know, um, because y'all don't, it's not a name tag. You, you don't have a name tag. You don't have a yes, I'm a safe white person tag. So maybe you. they should wear safety pins. Then you can tell. I, I don't give a fuck about your safety pins. Uh-huh. Just be better human beings. That's what it is. Be better human beings. And the thing is, uh, for me personally, it is very frustrating and it's very irritating you know, when you look around in situations, particularly when you're the only black person around, you know, you, you wonder, am I safe? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something white people don't have to worry about. When you walk at your door, you never have to worry about if, are you safe? Even if you're a poor white person, you never have to worry about, am I safe? Am I going to get back home? When I send my child to school today, will my child come back home to me? You, you, you know, and I mean, I mean and when they do worry about that shit, they, it's irrational because they worry about like, are black people going to rape my daughter tonight? Are they going to kill me? And then they make laws and shit designed around the irrational fears they have of shit like Muslims and shit like this. And they use those laws to oppress people like this. Like their fear is, is a weapon compared to our fear, which is we need to survive. Like, right. And it's, it's amazing. The difference, you know? And, and, and to me, there's, there's a, a big, uh, it, it's a huge disconnect with a lot of things and white people deal with things and white people go through things. But the way our country is set up, you only deal with so much black people go through things 
and the things we have to go through is on a completely different level. Um, and I think that sometimes if people that are in a place of privilege, when you don't have to consider certain things, you don't have to think about certain things, you let stuff slide. Like for most white people, you have a family member, a friend, a loved one, your husband, your wife is somebody around that, you know, voted for motherfucking Trump. You know, this, you know, but you know, black people know that that's why we go. No, 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 no. I, I, I just don't know. And, and, and I know racism is everywhere, particularly, you know, being down here in the South, I don't know what white person is a member of the KKK. I, I, I don't know this. I don't know, you know, what, you know, white person might just be angry at me just for the color of my skin. I do not know this. And that's a true fear. That's, that's a real fear that I personally have. You know, you get in a car wreck, you go, okay, I hope this is civilized when this person got the car or are they going to jump out and it's going to be a whole ordeal, Mm -hmm. you know, like you just don't know, you know, and there, and the thing is there are, there are good white people in this world that fight that are out there in the street. They're diligent. My thing is that I wish there were more because if there were more, I feel as though Donald Trump would have never became president. If there were more people, more white people that actually cared, more white people that were actually concerned, more white people that thought outside of themselves, more white people that considered marginalized groups, more white people that actually had black friends, more white people, I mean, black friends other than your coworkers, other than bypassers, other than, you know, like you had intimate relationships. You would realize that black people are people too, and brown people in general, and marginalized people, LGBTQ and transgender people they're people too but a lot of times you can be isolated in these boxes in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere where the population is 90 percent white but yet you claim about crime and 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 all these other things that are very very unrealistic you know but when it comes to black people and our like you said difference in fears our fears our fears are that the, the, the basic you know i i don't give a fuck about isis when i'm liable to get shot by the police you know i i i, I don't give a fuck you know about the, a lot of the, the 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 pity patty shit that you know makes white people go Arr! when i'm like you know can i eat today you know what my family members eat today you know the 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 how can say the levels of emergency is very different most of the things that happen to us it's life and death, you know, literally life and death. It's like when I'm in front of a white person in certain situations, you have to constantly say, if I respond wrong, will I die? You know, if I don't respond in the right way or in the right manner, or if I do anything to make this white person feel intimidated by me, if I do anything to make them feel uncomfortable, are they going to call the cops? Would they put the law in their own hands? And you know, you have to, you, we got to know the law. Is this an open fucking carry state? Like those are the things that cross your mind. And then people wonder why. You know, when you at work, you go, well, if these are people are good people, but you don't realize the rage inside of people. And you don't realize that a lot of people literally go to work with a work voice, with a work posture, with a work attitude. Like, I don't think everybody realizes that. Right. Because everybody white, does it. White people don't for some white, reason. They're white people, to white people do it too, is what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of people that work with racist people that don't know they work with racist people. Correct. Like, that's kind of the fear you're talking about is that you don't know which white people. That's because they have that shit where it's just their shit is different it's a weapon like white people's anger typically is not justified you know there's white people that have start hate groups that don't live around any black people 
like black people have, haven't made their life harder in any measurable way yet they hate black people you know there's there's a you know people that voted for for trump but they smile in your face at work you know like they and they, they just think it's just a difference of opinion or whatever like there's that's a so so yeah they they got a work voice too you know the difference is when like you said even i mean in these interactions these weren't even life and death interactions for the most part but look at how the weight that we carry with us throughout life because it's not like these are all the first time all these stories are the first time you really realize like what this blackness shit is in this country and when you wake up to that you carry that forever dog like you can't go back to sleep you know you can only chill you can only choose how you're gonna cope with it how you're gonna deal with it you know that's why i said about van jones i know a lot of people like to shit on van jones and call him all kinds of shit Mm -hmm. but van this is van jones way of coping is trying to have this unrelenting hope i don't know where it really comes from i can't really relate to it to be honest but he has a unending way of just like thinking he can make this work you know what i mean like that his life is going to be spent educating these people and showing these people that their slings and arrows won't hurt him that like that's that's his that's his way of adjusting to it yeah you know there's people that you know are militant and they're just like fuck white people fuck Mm -hmm. the whole country fuck our Mm -hmm. cat fuck capitalism fuck everything burn this bitch to the ground that's a coping method too because at the same time that's not realistic like that's not not gonna happen in your lifetime either maybe Mm -hmm. you can be the one that sparks the fire but we don't even have an example of something that was built like ours and just changed with this many people and shit like it's just it's you know with a history uh founded on racism and slavery like we just don't have necessarily the same examples but that's what people want you know so you know for me anyway a lot of shit is coping methods so seeing these people talk about it is it's just kind of interesting you know um and then some of them you know seem like it didn't happen to them until later in life that they kind of realized this shit like maybe they didn't get talked about this shit at home you know yeah and 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 the older i get the more i realize when it comes to people say blackness is not a monolith but they don't really mean it they a lot of people speaking from their own experience and they feel like if you have not experienced my experience and we're not like-minded a lot of black people have a tendency to want to dismiss people Mm -hmm. even though you're black and I've learned how to. I mean, it's difficult, right? Because I mean, there's some shit that's just anti-black, and it don't. I don't give a fuck whose mouth it's coming out of, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't care that Sage Steele's coping method is anti-blackness. I don't care. It's wrong, so we can't be cool. You know what I mean? Like, if your coping method is well, if you think about it, black people ain't shit. Okay, well then we're not ever gonna be friends. It's just. I refuse to accept that. You know, people talk about these bubbles, you know, and these liberal bubbles and the, this bubble. Let me tell you about the bubble, though. With the bubble shit, um, people always use it as an excuse of, like, because people aren't talking to each other in these bubbles. They're not talking to each other. They're not having conversations. That is the biggest crock of shit. Because in my bubble, I'm always having conversations. And I'm always learning some shit. And I'm learning from people. You know who's all in my bubble i got your lgbtq people i have muslim people i have black and brown people from all over the world i have people that are you know um i have women 
I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, people, people, like so many different variations of people that inform my life through their stories and through their words and through the conversations that we had that I, things I never would have considered or known about any other way than to talk to these people. And yet we call that a, a bubble. But then when we look at the other bubble, what's the other bubble? White people. That's it. There's no, the other bubble is only white people. It's just white supremacy is a bubble. And we're supposed to feel like we're doing the same things with these bubbles. Like, why bubbles are bad. No, they're not. One is an inclusive environment where people are trying to learn and better themselves. And one is a bubble of we hate anything not white male. How do we eradicate them? Fuck you. That ain't the same. It ain't the same to me. You know, so, so, so to me, when I hear these stories or whatever, it, it, like, it fucks with me, obviously, a hundred, because we all have our story where we're like, yeah, and that's what being black in America is, too. Yeah. We all can have a story where we're like, and I remember the time when I went, damn, this is only happening to me because I'm black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to just get over it while white people don't have these stories. You know what I mean? White people have, I was a white guy at a basketball court or some shit. Right. You know? And it's one of those things where, where's the white people's story? This is the first time I realized I was white. Right. Where's that story? You know? Um, and it's one of those things, I, I think for me, uh, and I think I might have even been too young to understand at the time, but I think it was me and one of my aunts. We was at like a drugstore or something. And. I don't know what the man did, but whatever he did, it was racist because my aunt went smack off. She cussed that man smack out. And I was a child. I was, I was like, well, I don't understand. You know, he was mad, you know, before my concept of racism came in. And, you know, I, I as I got older, I went back. I was like, oh, he did some racist shit. That's why she, because as a child, I was embarrassed. I was like, she's showing her ass. I was like, you know, I don't understand, you know, what's going on, because I was a smaller child. Right. But, um, and th and that impacts kids, too. I mean, I've had moments where, like, I don't have a singular story. I have a bunch of shit, but um, I just remember, especially being a black boy, um, feeling, like, somewhat criminalized from a very young age, like, where the the impetus was to where well, the the onus was put on me to separate myself from the other black kids or just be treated like them. So it was like, um, you know, you you have to get if you're not getting good grades, then how do we put you into a different class? You know, like as opposed to like for example, I had a teacher where I got a um bad grade on a spelling test and she now i'm left-handed and the test had to be in cursive right i was just learning cursive um i got a bad grade and went home my mom was like why are you failing spelling and shit my dad's like what is this i showed him the test he's like all these words are spelled right every last one of these words are spelled right because i'm smart i know how to spell um and we had to go back up to school and he basically had to tell her like look you're not gonna put my you're not gonna fail my son when he's spelling the shit right and you too lazy to read it because she was basically like well i can't i can't read it what is this and i'm just looking you know and it's just like that's pizzas p-i-z-z-a uh well what about this and like i'm just going down telling her what it is so essentially she was willing to fail me mm -hmm. 
fail it me to a lot of children no like and i told and keep in mind i told her this when i got i was like no this is right and she's like no it's wrong and sent me home with a note to my parents like she thought i was stupid i was one of the fucking smartest kids in that class you know uh i had another time when i was in like third grade where uh there was this there was this girl that i liked we were on the play playground and we were walking towards each other like she was with a group of girls and i was with i came out as a cousin or somebody and i like bumped into her because i was such a dumbass kid in my mind i was thinking like i'll bump into her and then like it'll be like tv when you drop your books and help each other up and instead it was like watch where you going i was like oh shit i i did not mean to to i didn't that did not go how i thought it would go but obviously you know i immediately embarrassed felt bad as you know i was only like third grade maybe it's such a stupid ass plan <laughs> I don't know why I thought that shit would work. Anyway, so um, the teacher saw it, and the teacher was like, I know you grabbed her vagina, and you need to come sit over here. What? Yes, and I was like, but I didn't. And I was crying because I didn't. I I, I was so young, I didn't, keep in mind, I played with Transformers and shit till I was 15, y'all. Um, I didn't know shit about sex at that age on a on, on any level. Right. Like, I didn't know anything. I didn't even know we had different shit in our pants at that level like i was just i was like for some reason they make us go to a different bathroom like it never crossed my mind like (laughs) you know what i mean it's like i guess they urinals must be i don't know different or something like way to go i don't know yeah like it was just some shit i never would have thought about in a million years but she was convinced and part of the reason i think she was convinced because she's like these little black boys out here trying to be fast and shit you know it's a white woman like i'm sure she was convinced that part of that was like i'm hypersexual or something mm-hmm. me me mom like one of the smartest kids in her class i'm one of the fucking geekiest nerdy nerdiest kids in her class like i'm not cool at any level you ain't never seen me flirt with a girl let alone fucking <laughs> try to touch one you know you know you know you miss all the cues yeah i'm still in the like do girls have cooties or not age <laughs> ah. and she was like this nigga a sexual deviant like i do think that that stuff like affects us our whole lives and when you think about it you have those moments and when you hear other people talk about it it makes you think about the shit that you've dealt with when you're like yo my i was just being a kid or i was just uh hanging out at the mall or i was just whatever and it turned into an incident where you're like oh that happened to me because i'm black you know so i think that's why it bothers people but anyway yeah 100 for me Mm -hmm. um let me actually go to the next session before we go to the next article Give me one second, guys. Be right back. Um, All right, prepare to go live. Call y'all to the session, of course. Can't have a session without y'all. And I'm going live, and I'm going to invite you back on. Okay. As soon as I see people get in here. Okay. Oh wait, it says no active. Oh, did I call y'all? Mm-mm, you didn't. Okay, now I called y'all. Okay. And then I'll. Um, there you go. We're moving now. Okay, cool. Now I invite y'all back on screen when I see you get in there. There you go. But yeah, it was um, like I'm I'm convinced. Like it took years for me to realize that because I was like, I don't know why a teacher would think something, but then I'm like, oh, black black kid you know and it was i mean it, it was like like i said my whole life it felt like my whole life it felt like i you good you good i, I don't I, I don't okay yeah i'm okay. on the screen now 
okay yeah but my whole life felt like a lot of people expected me to like separate myself from the other black kids but i had a black ass neighborhood black ass school bus all my friends for the most part was black mm-hmm. so you know to some extent i i, I kind of would get lumped in with this idea like these stupid black kids or is this nigga in a gang is this you know that kind of stupid shit where i'm like you only think that because i'm black like white kids can hang out with white kids and you don't think it's a fucking gang of white kids you know um but it clearly it was definitely a thing that you know uh, you know for me it's like i make a joke in class i remember one time i got sent to the fucking principal's office for a joke we used to have kids that would come in there and make fucking all kinds of white kids make all kinds of jokes disrupt the class i made a joke one time um with a uh i think she said use breast in a sentence or something use something in a in a sentence and i use uh i was like she i was, it was like something something feel the breast or something and she was like who wrote this who wrote this and i was like it was, it was me and she was like I, I knew it go to the office and i was like it was chicken breast she was like i don't care get out and I, and I was like okay you know but it was but it was just like a different attitude as opposed to like if taylor would have did it, it would have been like oh taylor st- you you play too much and shit like that so it was definitely something i picked up early but at the same time every black person lives through that you know and then you also live with white people refusing to acknowledge it or thinking that it should have no effect or it's all made up or always giving the benefit of the doubt to the people involved like it's just you just think you're a victim you know anyway yeah and you happen to be in a very blessed situation where your parents was like oh no the hell you won't if it's not for my parents coming up to school i would have just probably been some kid in either special needs or the just you know the regular curriculum or whatever you know or i would have had a year because that's like those formative years are the years that send you down one pipeline or the other yes sir and so and who knows how many other black kids are in this shit you know now part of that not being funny and i'm not trying to make a joke part of that was left-hand bias like it was because i was left-handed cursor is written for is basically a language designed for right-handed people and i'm sitting in a fucking right-handed desk with a right-handed notepad and i'm writing a fucking cursive language that's designed for people with right hands and then you sit up here talking about well it doesn't look correct to me i told this is what we had to come to the agreement of let me not do cursive then because the use of skill and when i didn't so i had to write it in cursive and then write the fucking right word next to it like in in regular english and and that that's how i would great have my shit graded and and of course i would get hundreds and 90s and 80s and 90s and shit every fucking time because i was smart and i knew my shit and i studied and i got it right it wasn't a matter of being stupid it was a matter of the fact that in her mind i didn't deserve uh any more like level of scrutiny than that it was just obviously you're stupid like the other black kids let's put you in a different class let's give you an f that was all it was to it and like I said, if my parents hadn't come up there and fought for it, or like you said, I mean, if they hadn't come up and fought for it, who knows what the fuck would have happened? Right. I would have probably been in the stupid class for the rest of my fucking um, school career. Right, because the thing is, let's just keep this real. For a lot of uh, brown people and marginalized groups, a lot of parents work two and three jobs, particularly single parents. Yeah. A lot of them ain't got time to be taking time off one of their jobs to go up to the school for some bullshit. You Even know. here's the thing though. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. 
even white people have issues like that yes they do it's just they can trust the people they put in the school that's the difference white people come from fucking broken homes divorced families mm-hmm. single moms single dads they have all the shit we have they got poor white folks that work two and three jobs but when they send their kid to a school especially with a lot of white female teachers they can trust that they see their children as students and pupils to be educated right. not students and pupils to be funneled into other classes and out of theirs so that they can just corral them like a daycare for eight hours a day that's the difference right and that's why uh when it comes and it's sad but the way the system is set up when it comes to black people it's like why do i have to show my ass for you to treat my child right. right why do i have to schedule time off work to come up here and cuss you motherfuckers out why do i have to go to the school board why do i have to stand before the you know the, the city council because you know there's some fucked up shit to my child because even even more and it didn't bother me but even more than that when you talk about that separation mm-hmm. that separation is real because i wasn't in the smart ch- children's class so you have a bunch of white kids and a very small percent, I can't speak for everybody else, but a very small percentage of black students that are literally plucked up out and sent separate. So then you have everybody else that's considered dumb in these other classes. And it do, and, and I can speak from a child that, you know, didn't ace everything. You know, I made the honor roll every now and then, but I, but I was basically, now college was nothing. I was basically like your average student. So for me, it was like, without, well, I, I can't hang with my friend. I can't hang with my buddy. You know, and because I'm not a jealous person, it strikes jealousy in children. And it, and a lot of times, children begin to attack those children. Like, you think you're smart. You think you're special. You've been picked. And all well, that Well, you know stuff. what's funny, though? I'm telling you from the other side. I did have the experience of being a smart kid. They didn't treat me like that. Now, and, and I don't think they really do treat very many smart kids like that. And, I mean, I think, it I, I think it's, uh, I think that's something that people put out there to make it seem like, well, smart black kids get treated like shit. No, we don't. You know, we just did a we just did a whole study on that just what two weeks ago. Like for the most part, that's not how it goes down. Like it's not even the jealousy and the, the, we won't be friends and shit. For the most part, when you're in class, you're in class. Like the socializing shit happens outside of class. To be honest, right? Like let's talk about honor school. I, like your honors courses. I had basically three to four honors courses at any given time, right? You have your honors English, mm-hmm. honors math, honors science, mm-hmm. uh, honors maybe history, depending on. Right. And you don't always place in all of those. So some people are only in one or two. Some people in all of them and all that shit. So even in that curriculum in the same school, I get on the same bus as these other niggas. Right. I sit at the same cafeteria tables as these other niggas. I do, like, I did everything else. I, when I go to gym, ain't no honors gym. I'm just taking gym with my, with regular kids. Like, so it wasn't about, socializing out the problem is socializing us down like how what i don't i don't think to i don't look at myself and go well i was one of the few black kids in these classes uh therefore i must be special because the rest of these people are white and asian and shit no what i think is the opposite how many smart black kids are in these other classes that shouldn't be you're smart you're smart you're smarter than me like you got, you got, you got, you're more disciplined than me. You study more than me. Yeah. You take it more serious than me. I do. And you stay focused and you got better grades than me. You got better grades than me in college too. Mm-hmm. You're, it's just nobody had really approached you like you're smart and you can do this. 
Right, yeah. Like when yeah. you know when we started dating, I was like, "Well, yeah, you should. You can go to college." You were talking about just getting out of high school and getting a job. I was like, "No, yeah. you should go to college too." Because you're I, just as fucking smart as me, if not smarter. Like, there's if I can go to college, you can go to college. Yeah, and you I, know. I, 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 and, and truth be told, everybody comes from different backgrounds, but when it came to education, it really wasn't pushed and forced. Now you have some black parents, and it doesn't matter their level of education. But their thing is like, you will go to college. A lot of people want their kids to do better than they did, right. no matter what, right? But right. my point is, if they don't see it as a realistic goal, then they like, why waste your time? Right. But you, and, and you were ward of state, so they were going to pay for you to go to college. Correct. So it made no sense for you to not want to go to college. It was free, essentially. Yes. So it was like, you, if I'm going to college, you going to college. I remember I, I, I picked a, a state school with my scholarship part you know i went to an hbcu but part of the reason i went to that hbcu is because it wasn't a private hbcu and that meant you could come the next year right so so even back then it was more about ability and believing in yourself which we don't get a lot right like you have the ability but you don't have the people and by people i'm not talking about your parents i'm talking about your teachers i'm talking about like it's it's a, a, a child is bigger than the influence of just their parents right like we put so much on parents when things go wrong it's always just the parents fault but we don't look at the fact that when you go to school if you go to school where you get disciplined harder than other students uh where your creativity is seen as a negative right you know where your sense of humor is seen as troublemaking like it's it changes everything for that student and yet we know these biases exist and yet we still put all these pressure on these kids like it's their fault or it's their parents fault while we're sending them into a rigged system the the, the whole the, the jig of all this shit is i could get a c in an ap class and it counts as an a right you gotta you get an a in your class and that's that counts as an a you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so like even I remember when I was, uh, when I was going to school, like to, uh, you know, going on all these campus recruiting visits and, you know, they'd be like, Oh, what's, what's your GPA? And I'd be like, Oh, it's a four point so and so. What? How'd you get over 4.0? Well, it's a weighted GPA. I mean, pretty much every class, four of my classes every semester had a weighted GPA. Right. So if I got a B or a C or something, I'm getting these extra points. Right. So, so, and if I get an A, you know, I'm getting shit. 6.0, six six oh, right. Right. Um, so, so when it came to stuff like valedictorian, mm-hmm. the only people that really could get considered for valedictorian well, were AP those AP people. Right. You know, cause your weighted GPA typically is what gets measured. Like some schools right. do the weighted and unweighted or whatever, but obviously that's almost unfair cause you're in the AP class and your unweighted gpa uh, you know like maybe it'll be a little bit lower but it doesn't make you not as smart as these other students or whatever Correct. but the point being all this shit was decided so long ago you were smarter than me they never bumped you up to ap you see what i'm saying oh, no. and, and and keep in mind i had semesters where i didn't do well they never moved me down true like like it's, it's like once the once the path is decided is it, you're stuck there basically you have right. to completely change the whole game to get the fuck out right like um and for me it was like i had moments of shit that people would really impress people but i'm i've never been the disciplined type of person you are so i would have like we took the josh me test and i placed one of the highest people in charlotte right like i went to a pancake breakfast with the mayor and shit right. 
because uh, it's like such a hard scientific test and math and math like it's just so it's fucking beyond i couldn't pass that test if i took it today right. but i i was able to just kind of look at it and navigate some of the mean okay this is what this must mean boom and and, and you know or uh i would write a paper or give a speech or write a poem like i had br- moments where it was like this kid must be really smart but on a day-to-day i wasn't as disciplined as it, as i would have liked or needed to be to truly be my best self right right i was i was actually more creative smart creatively than smart like right do your thing like and you're more like i give me the steps i'll have the steps done at a 99 percent rate every fucking time Correct. with getting them all right right so mm-hmm. what i'm saying is i at some point with my performance it would have made sense to knock me back down to be like oh, this shit didn't work like i went to i went to remember when i went to magnet school at harding yeah i've damn near failed out of magnet school because it was new school new environment different pressures did you know didn't know anybody uh hung out with some of the wrong kids a little bit didn't couldn't focus on my classes it was just too much john yeah that's why i met john but it was just too much change honestly it was too much change for me um and uh and not enough uh discipline from the outside because i wasn't disciplined enough myself right so so um and and I, and like i said i was a smart kid but i was like writing in my rap book writing rhymes all day in the middle of class because <laughs> because i was smart enough to get a b or c in that class right. while also thinking i was writing some hot five rhymes or whatever right <laughs> but but my point being i failed and came back yeah. and when i came back to middle school because at the time it was a little different but when i came back my senior year in middle school my ninth grade year or whatever i i was in normal classes again mm-hmm. and of course i got a's all throughout because it was easy to me mm-hmm. and once it got back to it was like this, this is easy i don't even have to study for this shit right. i already know all this shit even my even when we went to olympic my first semester they tried to put me in normal classes again got a's my teacher was like how fucking smart is this kid because i was taking because they didn't know i had failed out of biology um or almost failed out of biology at Harden. right but, but the, the the thing was i was paying attention i just couldn't focus i just right. it was too much change so i was having terrible adjusting but i never didn't pay attention right so when they when i took biology again in ninth grade i was doing so good they were like okay let's move him out you, you you're going to you're taking physics now so now I'm not taking biology anymore. I'm taking physics one and physics two for my last couple of years. All that to say, it it was more about the fact that I had been AP before. Yeah. It wasn't like they said, like, there are other kids that were getting A's in that class. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they look at them kids and say, you should move up? Why was right. I the only one? They make these decisions at such a young age. So when I was, so to bring it full circle back to what we started this with, when you hear these people talking about their first experience with race. Mm-hmm. There is so much riding on the line. Yes, it is. And that's something, an awareness and an impact in your life you live with for the rest of your life. You know, like who right. knows what kind of brilliance is just in our jails, in our graveyards, in our projects. Who knows? We'll never know. Right. <laughs> because a lot of times when these situations happen to children, they have to have an outlet. They have to have somebody to talk to, somebody to discuss about their feelings and their emotions and what they're dealing with. They, I mean, because the thing is, support groups matter. Because right. I know for me personally, support groups matter for me. 
because I can truly say if it wasn't for you, like your mom and your dad and you like pushing me, I wouldn't have went to college. Like I remember, uh, I had, I don't think I had, oh, senior year, I hadn't took the SAT. Your mama sat down and she was like, well, go ahead and take the SAT twice. Mm-hmm. You know, one time this semester, one time next semester. She said, apply to college. She was saying, cause, because I was like, well, cause your mom was doing hair at the time. I was like, well, I do hair like you. And she was like, mm, she was like, you go to school. If you don't like it and come back, she said, and we'll talk from there. Right. She said, but give college a try and then, and then we can make a decision from there. Right. And I said, okay. And it was the best decision that I could say I ever made because the thing is 17 and 18 year olds, you're making decisions at that age with the mind frame sometimes of a child right. that can affect you for the rest of your life and you do not understand how your life could go one way or another based you, off of you, the decisions at you that own, age. You only know what you know. Right. So it's around the people around you to, to help, right? And yes. so with black kids, we're really asking people outside the school system to help because the people in the school system, in a lot of cases, simply do not see our children uh the same way that they see the children of white people right you know and that shit matters because yes it might be the scholarship that you or the grant that you asked me to to try it might be the program that you think i should enroll in and and it's that kind of things and that nepotism and shit that passes down for for your life going to college by itself when you graduate college you have a different opportunity when you got to get jobs you meet different people in college that you wouldn't have met if you didn't go to college that's true there's just so many like pitfalls and so many holes and instead of us saying let's change society we go let's make our children perfect and that's such an unrealistic thing no black person is perfect we shouldn't have to expect perfection from black kids in order like that's ultimately where in a lot of cases i move against a lot of like uh the black respectability type Mm -hmm. people because i'm like no we don't ask this of other people that's true equality isn't us saying put on a suit and pull your pants up true equality should be you wear skinny jeans this white kid wears skinny jeans but whoever's smarter in the classroom that's the person that uh has the big the brightest path to success and we don't really have that yet so we end up in these discussions where we're just asking black kids to be perfect and never make any ruffles and you know that kind of shit so that's i think that's a big difference you know yeah and also i think for for me the environment that a child's in makes a difference too and i think when you don't have an environment that kind of pushes you to do those things um I think my biggest thing, because I tell people, as weird as this may sound, I learned how to read because I didn't want to be dumb, not because mm-hmm. I loved and enjoyed reading, you know, um, because sometimes I look at how, like how your mama had y'all reading, how she constantly has Layla reading, like that was not emphasized in my house, so I didn't really understand the importance of actually reading until I got older, and also I think for me particularly in college the reason why i was so dedicated because i was like i'm not dumb and i'm gonna Mm. prove to everybody that i'm not dumb i can comprehend and i'm bright and i'm smart but that had to come from within and it it took a long time to get there and some children never get there right well you don't know what you don't know that's That's why you know like if you and that goes for the parents and shit too you know like you don't know what you don't know like i've had a long discussion one time with a good friend of mine he's a white dude but 
we had a long ass discussion one time because he was on some like well why don't they just go to college and why don't they just do this and why don't they just get a job that way and do this and i said dog you you don't even understand your own privilege so you can't like you're gonna think that i'm trying to say that you didn't work for what you got like i'm tell i was telling him this ahead of the discussion like i'm like i'm about to tell you some real shit but let me tell you how you're gonna react before it happens right which is one of the reasons i don't often talk to people about certain shit right but i was like i'm a i know how you're gonna feel i'm just telling you now because because i've had this discussion before and i know how white people act but here's the truth if i don't know i don't fucking know right so if you say go down here and find out what scholarships they offer okay do i know which which person to talk to do i know which location to go to do I know? Well, you had the internet. Do I have access to the internet all the time? Do I have to go to the oh, library right. to get internet? Do I have to get internet at the school? Do they let me in? You know what I mean? Like, what site do I go to? Do I know what site to go to? Do I know what to Google? Do I? And then also, let's talk about my life information, right? My life. Fuck, fuck the internet. Let's just talk about my life. Have I learned that I'm a valuable person and I should go do these things? Is there any reason I should see myself successful? Because the thing that I see the most is typically the thing that I do. That's one of the reasons that, you know, generational uh, knowledge and shit can just be so helpful. You know, things where white people have always had things, so they know about property. They know things right. about buying a house. They know well, things about case. investing. They know things, but that's because it's generational. You've had hundreds of years of generations to 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 pass this knowledge down right to, so you've seen someone buy a house yeah you've seen it you've you may have lived in the house that was bought from that your your uh affirmation that you receive from seeing these things is knowledge that you have without knowing it without earning it right you just were around you know what i mean and we try to pass that stuff down to our children but then at the same time in this environment even that passed down knowledge you still have racism going on it didn't stop no it did so not so you still have people that are like uh well why don't you just do this because i i mean what reason do i have to expect even if i do everything right that that'll be treated fairly come on what reason do i have to expect that so you so so and that's a more realistic response and that's a human response a lot of white people can't relate to it because they can't see it happening to them. To be honest, right. they like, if I put in the work, I should get a thing I earned. You're right. But what if you saw everyone put in the work and they didn't get what they earned? Would you still feel that way? Would you still feel like people get what they earned? Or would you go, why the fuck am I trying that? I'd rather sell drugs. I've seen niggas get cars. I've seen niggas get money and girls. Like, why would I, why not just do the thing that I've seen be successful rather than reach for the thing that i've never seen be successful you know that's why it mattered to a lot of people uh to a lot of people with children that we had like a black first lady a black president a black right. like that shit mattered because it's just something to see for your kids to be like oh this is a thing that that i grew up with that seems normal to me i can do this as opposed to the way i grew up which went and those things haven't sent and we ain't ready to have a black president like that's how i grew up like that'll never happen not a million years so that shit matters you know at your job you as an adult it matters who's in the offices who's in the corner office who's in the uh positions when it comes to making decisions at your company white people see themselves as upwardly mobile because they are upwardly mobile every the people above them are not only white who sees themselves as a ceo of a company 
well mostly in in america mostly white dudes right yeah yeah like you know it's a reason people aspire to certain shit is because it seems reasonable and feasible it seems attainable right that that's what it's about black people still being the first things we still got a lot of first first. second generations of shit right yeah it's not normalized yet so that's one of the reasons that you know shit gets you know this shit matters when you get presented with race as a child and now you have to take on this mantle for the rest of your fucking life all right we talked way too long about that i'm not gonna get to the other uh fucking with black people but 100 obviously oh yeah um all right let me move into uh what time is it eight all right how much how long we've been going almost two hours all right um i guess we can do some white people news um find a white people song um let's see take your time spotify (laughs) here you guys go these white people first of all i gotta start off with that's your man boy i swear every day ah you think this segment would get tired and eventually there wouldn't be anything to talk about but no nope. uh emily ratajowski defends melania trump against slut shaming from a reporter uh supermodel emily ratajowski mm-hmm. uh found a new uh has a new file wait Supermodel Emily Ratajkowski is now a newfound ally for Melania Trump. She blasted an unnamed New York Times reporter for calling Trump uh, a hooker, saying differing politics never calls for disrespecting women. Whatever your politics, it's crucial to call this out for what it is. Slut shaver, she tweeted. Sat next to a journalist from the New York Times last night who told me Melania is a hooker. Whatever your politics, it's crucial to call this out. What it is, slut shaving. I don't care about her news or sexual history, and no one should. Gender-specific attacks are disgusting, sexism, and bullshit. <clears throat> uh she's right and here's 
more importantly why you guys need to why people in general i I don't know if you guys do it or not i know some of y'all do from just facebook and shit um yeah the reason i don't do this and i think it's kind of whack to do this um with melania trump it's because it gives people cover to side with them and hide the fact that it's really about that they ideally ideally disagree with you on like fundamental shit like i don't know your humanity and i'd much rather talk about that so you ain't got to worry about me calling her a hooker or a whore Mm -hmm. or a bitch or a slut or whatever that because that's just gonna give people that pretend to play the fence that's like now i can side against you and that's really the problem you guys are so mean and it's like what the fuck like how are we talking about this my infraction is not nearly as bad as i don't know trying to keep all muslims from coming in the country like i think that's worse yes but you know the slut shame and i think we can all agree that they love doing that and for all i know emily ratajowski could agree with every single political stance melania trump has and donald trump has and now this is her reason to be like nope i side with the trumps because you guys slut shame and you know what dog i really would rather not even waste time on that shit that's why i don't do it and i wish other people would stop doing it because it's really i know people want to be petty they want to be like well this is what happened to the obamas and shit like you know there's still does donald trump's son have down syndrome yo really it don't matter because his fucking policies are killing people like what about that though you know did he say uh heavy d in the in the in his tweet let's talk about that it's like damn man stay like just keep about the shit that matters keep spreading that information because there's so much shit that he's doing that is matter and fucks up people and it should be talked about but instead it's should you make a joke about his son being a fucking serial killer so it's just like man i don't care about that shit if somebody said yes because to me on twitter when i said this last night well yes because it's even more important that we uh respect women and do that's not what i'm saying at all it's not about taking a high road i just don't want to take no fucking detour from the road that we are taking i don't care if you're a good person i just don't feel like having this discussion like it's like, irrelevant to the other shit happening yeah i don't give a fuck you know in the like i don't know what people do behind closed doors and a lot of people don't really have platforms that matter so they don't say you know it wouldn't matter what they said but in I general know. nah man just stick on topic man this shit is so trivial compared to stuff like his national security advisor having to resign because he talked to russia ahead of taking the position when we have sanctions against russia which this shit amounts to like treason i don't give a fuck if you think melania is a whore or not i really don't care that shit not important this no, shit not is talking about the security of our nation this is scary as fuck to me um yeah he had been uh basically outed by some intelligence that uh he had talked to a russian ambassador um you know we have super strict restrictions russia tampered with our election and this motherfucker was kikiing with him possibly at the behest of trump they don't want to investigate it wonder why right this is one of the reasons that sucks when people put all gop people in charge of the country because they're not going to investigate each other like even the things that people think is going to bring justice and shit ain't gonna happen um I, i forget her name but um the woman who was a judge that trump had fired she had 
had a report on this dude that was like can't trust him he got ties to russia and everybody knew that shit. ignored it right. and then of course she turns out to be right and this dude has stepped the fuck down right why, why the fuck would you listen to a woman he had the job for 24 days hmm. mm-hmm. and he basically lied when he talked to mike pence allegedly right i don't believe that he lied like, cause who knows if they were in on it together. Yeah. Attorney General Sally Yates last month briefed Trump and Flint that Flynn had misled officials about a phone call and she told Trump that the Department of Justice, uh, believed that Flynn had, was vulnerable to Russian blackmail. Yep. Uh, here's another thing you gotta worry about, guys. I brought it up on the show before, but how many people is Russian blackmailing? Come on. Well, y'all a, see these votes come in? Like, it's a lot of people that I think if they quote unquote went underneath the gun, they vote, even if they're Republican, would vote against that shit. But they go, nope, because if I fuck around and say the wrong thing, some embarrassing shit or some shit that's going to cost me lose my job is going to come out. So they keep quiet. Do people, do these people ideally agree with Trump and his methods? Or, or are some of them being blackmailed? We don't know right because nobody gave a fuck nobody's investigating nobody cared they care about more about if the dnc said anything that wasn't kind about bernie sanders then they gave a fuck about the fact that the dnc got hacked by russians in the first place right like like y'all like that's where it was the horse that's the horse is out the barn um so yeah he had to resign uh, after just 24 days um kelly conway kelly a conway tweeted i love you back to a white nationalist on twitter and then quickly deleted it hmm. not a major story par for the course kind of but interesting mm-hmm. trump signed a law rolling back disclosure rule for energy and mining co- companies what does that mean the disclosure as in when they donate to campaigns they no longer have to tell anybody what amounts who they donated to any of that shit Hmm. Why is that the first bill you signed in the law, bro? And why did everybody agree with that one? That's interesting. Hmm. Who doesn't want to know where the money's going? Who control? Who who has interest in oil? Hmm. Follow the money, right? But hey, drain in the swamp. Drain in the swamp. And filling it with oil. Of course. Uh, the Secret Service director has announced his retirement. Totally different white dude. This administration going through white dudes faster than Holly Berry. Ha! That why I, you know what? I bet that's a stressful ass job. They was, and he's, and that part, they normally keep this person through all the administrations, right? That person, unless they get fired or something like that. I don't know if he came in with the administration, but I'm assuming that this person probably already had the job. Uh, he took over as acting director of the agency in October 2014, was later sworn in as a permanent director February 2015 right so, so he'd only been there a couple of years okay but he had already had the job so he's one of them things where he was like well shit protecting the nigga with this heart motherfucker no yeah here's the thing um all this turnover it's gonna lead to more of these scandals because right. because these are the people that are gonna know where the bodies are buried you keep thinking that these people just gonna walk away quietly firing white people for one but until you think a lot of these people aren't either a morally outraged so they're leaving because they're like i don't want to work for this nigga and they're gonna tell everything on the way out the door or through leaks and shit later 
or they're like legitimately just like i'm gonna stab somebody in the back let's get this person out of here so that's so then people are gonna want revenge so you're gonna have scandals that way like you can't get rid of people that know shit and then think that they won't fucking clap back and that's why you seeing a lot of this shit come out in hindsight because it's like oh a lot of turnover like all these people resigned at the same time and then two weeks later did you know that russian intelligence said that so-and-so was like oh coincidence Mm-mm. yeah i don't think Mm-mm. so Mm-mm. Mm-mm. police are they, oh, they, go they're gonna be out there just like them scientists they're gonna be mixing shit up and blowing shit up <laughs> like the scientists in uh cartoon movies and stuff right yeah we're gonna fuck around it's gonna be some kind of virus in the air killing us and they're gonna be like i told y'all Mm-hmm. nobody wanted to listen to the intelligent person telling you some shit was fucked up Mm-hmm. um police officers said we didn't vote republican to get stabbed in the back in a highly contentious battle to extinguish public worker rights our republicans have attempted a divide and conquer approach to pit unions against each other the legislation splits public workers into two groups ones that's public safety workers and one that isn't the idea was to strip away nearly all collective bargaining rights from most public employees but keep most of it for the police and firefighters who are politically more difficult to go after it didn't work hundreds of helmeted firefighters have flooded the state house in the last week and police officers and sheriffs have lined up at a committee hearings to speak against it they don't trust that this carve out uh for their jobs will last long nor do many of them feel it's appropriate to deny the bargaining rights they have to fellow workers who have also had them for over 40 years and several police officers and firefighters warned that republicans plan to create special public safety class for negotiations wouldn't work in many cases john thomas a police officer from mitchellville explained last week that some sheriff's deputies wouldn't get classified as public safety workers because there's more jailers and clerks in the bargaining unit the republican bill only classifies workers as public safety employees if a majority of workers in a bargaining unit is made up of police or firefighters that has many police uh, police officers who vote for the republicans in large numbers this year uh particularly upset yeah y'all was like uh fuck a teachers union fuck the mta fuck uh public transport unions uh the only thing we but we love firemen firemen and cops we love them so much blue lives matter except when we get in office and cut their fucking budget fuck these niggas and nope we don't want your union negotiating either and the public and the police union and shit has alienated themselves from so many other unions over the years by talking shit about everybody but themselves i i can't wait to see the motherfucker squirm like don't think you ain't gonna get defunded too dog they stay listen they stay people are privileged stay hurting themselves because they worried about hurting somebody else come on you stay talking like the fucking villain in batman making speeches and shit come on get the fuck out of here I'm just saying, when the gun is sprayed, it don't care where the bullets go. And these motherfuckers stay being like, shoot, er- shoot them, and then standing right over there with the group. Like, okay, well, everybody getting shot. Um, and the last story in that y'all, man. Spicer says Trump has been tough on Russia as Moscow deploys a treaty-breaking missile and sends a spy ship within 70 miles of Delaware. Nigga, what? Yeah but he been real tough on on russia mm-hmm. we gonna turn on tv they're gonna be like they invading florida or some shit yeah trump's whole administration is uh is essentially uh i'm from brooklyn so i'm from louisville what's really good son i don't play no games yo 
and then getting smacked upside the face that's pretty much his whole like i'm i'm from new york i run this bitch and then then russia's like you don't run shit uh shoot another missile fuck him mm-hmm. russia shoot missile no korea shoot missile iran shoot missile they was like nigga we got you in office bitch right you claim but like but them other places didn't they just don't they're not scared of him right they know they that you have no nuke. preparation to deal with them and they like these nukes our nukes our bullets got fucking heat on them too dog right because you can't be going out there saying stupid and idiotic shit and insulting other countries yep all them countries over there first of all bitch every last country just first of all bitch shoot another missile now what i know i got to suffer because these goddamn white people's acting a motherfucking fool put somebody in office that i didn't vote for every fucking every day some more shit just come out right i'm looking like but i ain't vote for this nigga but you're american i don't give a damn right i ran over there just just shaking the motherfucking table just hey. all right let's get to the good white folk news y'all put them in office we gonna talk about them yes we are uh the listeria related sargento cheese recall has expanded oh shit yeah so this even affected more white folks than we thought before guys okay oh, no yeah yeah it's getting serious out here in these streets uh yeah they announced over the weekend that certain packages of ultra thin sliced long corn colby and chef bland shredded nacho Ooh. and taco cheese must be recalled due to potential contamination of listeria listeria monocytogenes mm-hmm. um well apparently um they've had to to up the recall um they now include sliced kobe jack cheese sliced pepper jack cheese chef blends shredded taco cheese off the block shredded fine cut kobe jack cheese off the block shredded fine cut cheddar jack cheese as well now so be careful out there there's no been no reports of illnesses so far but i'm gonna be buying that Mm -mm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Stay away from that Sargento, guys. Mm-hmm. I can find the, the, the store-bought brand. Mm-hmm. It's made probably on site. So. Uh, but, yeah, it's expanded to other companies, too. What? Yeah. Other companies have also started recalling items that have used Sargento products. Oh, oh, they, oh shit. That's right, because a lot of people buy their cheese in bulk and like, have them shipped to their restaurants and shit. Oh, wow. Taylor Farms, we recall... 6,630 pounds of chicken and pork salad products that may contain contaminated listeria monocytogenes. Uh, Sargento supplies some cheese products to Taylor Farms. Oh. Taylor Farms says certain packages of its signature Cafe Southwest chicken pre-made salad, signature Cafe Southwest style salad with chicken, and the HEB shake, rattle, and bowl rider ranch hand uh were subject to the recall right because they have that shit kind of pre-chopped up in there you just kind of dump it all together right oh uh, they can lose millions possibly billions of dollars yeah i hate to string this cheese story on out ha ah! but anyway you slice it it's just gonna look this way yeah it is i mean stores full of holes mm-hmm. yeah, but... they just in the cheesy sticky situation mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, a statement from the u.s food safety and inspection services said that 
the salad products being recalled have been shipped to distribute distribution centers in los angeles and tracy california portland oregon and houston roanoke and san antonio texas uh country fresh is recalling 2552 cases of cooking and snacking products that contain sargento branded cheeses the recall products include tuscan style mushrooms stuffed mushrooms southwest stuffed mushrooms market side garlic cheese stuffed mushrooms and ready fresh go fruit and hatch pepper cheese Mm-hmm. And if stores are smart, especially if you do your own brand, mm-hmm. all my shit gonna be two for five dollars. Mm-hmm. That shit might be cheaper than that. Yeah. Five, five, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, where they go? Uh, ten for five dollars. All my shit gonna be on sale. Smart. Yep. Right. If you smart, cause you know what people ain't buying that Sargento. Sell a whole cheat wheel of cheese. Come on. Get it on the road. Um. All right, so let's see. People gonna be like, well, why? Why do I have to pay extra three dollars a pound just because you name brand? MDS Foods recall products found to be contaminated with stereo monocytogenes as well. Contaminated products are Amish Classic Kobe Deli Mini Horns, Amish Classics Kobe Four Moons, Deli Ready Kobe Mini Cheese Slices, Deli Made Easy Kobe Cheese Slices, Major Kobe Cheese Mini Horns, and Major Kobe Mini Horns. What the hell is a mini horn? Mm, I don't know, Karen. That, that's some white shit. Cheese. This is the white segment. I don't know. Oh, it's like a horn. Guess white people got horns worth of cheese. Maybe that's uh, how they man, measure them. Uh, about a horn. You ever go to the deli and they be like, "How you want that slice?" Now we know. I just always thought it was sandwich slice. Apparently, <laughs> one of the choices slice. is horns. Let me get a horn of cheese. Uh, Harrison Ford uh, had an incident with a passenger plane in California. Yeah, he's involved in a potential serious incident Monday. He was piling in his private plane, a single-engine Husky. Keep in mind, this nigga crashed the plane, like, last year or two years ago. I know, on, uh, 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 on site, whatever. No, 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 he got hurt, um, on Star Wars, on the set of Star Wars as well, but he also crashed the plane. Oh, shit, nigga. Yeah, he's an impossible white man for real. Mm, mm Mm-mm, you might want to leave them planes alone, dog. Well, apparently... Uh, he's an experienced pilot who collects vintage planes. He had been instructed to land on runway 20L at John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California, but mistakenly aimed for a taxiway instead. His plane passed over the top of American Airlines 737 carrying oh. 110 passengers and six person crew. Oh! Mm-hmm. The passenger plane, a flight 14, I mean 1546 managed to depart safely for Dallas just minutes after the incident. Ford 74 was heard on the air traffic control recording asking was that airliner meant airliner meant to be underneath me holy shit no no it wasn't sir i know the people's like motherfucker i told you not to go this direction mm-hmm. they're like my job is to watch all the planes the computer tells me and you uh sir was about to cause people to die and possibly kill yourself up there counting parsecs and shit right um air traffic controllers then informed Ford that he had landed on a taxiway rather than a runway a violation of federal aviation administration safety rules the faa told the nbc news that controllers gave Ford the proper land instructions and that he read them back so he just fucked up he's been involved in a series of crashes and near crashes while flying the aircraft in 2015 he crash landed a world war ii era airplane in santa monica california golf course after the engine failed he also crash landed a helicopter in 1999 during a flight lesson in ventura california 
2004 six-seater Beechcraft Bonanza scraped the runway during an emergency landing at Nebraska Lincoln Municipal Airport before it is revered as an excellent pilot in aviation circles. What? Mm. All right. I guess he ain't dead. Is that what we're going by? Right. He's been inducted by Kitty Hawk Air Academy as a living legend in aviation. Look, it's the impossible to kill white man. The real impossible white man. Like, real life, not movie-wise, real life living impossible white man. Yeah, I know Chewie was up there scared as hell. I would have been. Um... I don't feel added pressure. I'm trying to find love. Rachel Lindsay on making history on the first as the first black bachelorette. I, I don't know who she is. Well, let's look at the contest clues. <laughs> All I know is she black. That's it. She probably was a con- contestant on The Bachelor. She probably came in second. And now she's going to be the bachelorette. That's right. That is the their rule. Right, yes. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry, Nick and Reggie. Please forgive me. I forgot. Those are the rules. Wasted all that time listening to What's the Tea. Didn't pay no attention. <laughs> I didn't know that was the child's name. You going to order some tacos tonight from Chipotle, too? No. Fuck them in them tacos. I don't want no goddamn taco bake. Well, she was announced as ABC's next Bachelorette on Jimmy Kimmel Live on Monday night after making it through yet another episode of The Bachelor. The 31-year-old talked about her upcoming journey on Tuesday, which also happened to be Valentine's Day. Oh, Aw. Aw, that's sweet. Man, them hotels gonna wear out the 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 W, the E, the N, the C, the H on all they mama's computers, boy. Woo! All oh, the basements are gonna be full of fury and ash and Doritos. Cause you know she gonna have some white men's on that show, cause they gotta have catered to the demo, right? You know it can't be all brothers. Mm-mm. It's gonna be bad. Oh my god. Mm-mm. You think Scandal Season 1 was bad with these hotels? Mm-hmm. Woo! They gonna be mad at her, this black woman. Yeah, don't, don't pay your mention no attention, baby, because, honey, you'll be called out your name all types of ways. Not only from the niggas, but from the white folks, too. Mm-hmm. Who don't want no nigga. Oh, you watched The Bachelor Winch? Huh? You, wa- you watched The Bachelor Winch yet? That's job. The Winch Lorette. You over there watching The Winch Lorette. They gotta be hating. And I know a lot of people are excited. And, I, you know, it's exciting to, you know, be the first in whatever it is you do. I bet real fans ain't even that excited, though. Not real black fans. They like, I know how these niggas get. Right. They about to be hating. And you know the school, a show with a history of racism about to put a black woman as the, you know they gonna fuck it up. You know they gonna fuck it up. Just sad. But that's why I was in white people news. Cause white people watch this show mostly. Yep. Uh, in addition to breaking breaking tradition by annou- being announced before the current seasons uh, after the final role special, the attorney from Texas will also be the first African American lead. So normally they wait till after the final rose to be like this person will be the bachelorette right they're now announcing it so it's kind of a spoiler too then right right so you know she didn't win or maybe she got well i guess maybe she got voted out i mean maybe she didn't get the rose already and maybe it looks like she's third place and right maybe she already out like i'm not sure i'm just glad i don't have to keep it a secret anymore the raven hair beauty share with the host uh you're making history straight hair 45 started the conversation you're the first african-american bachelorette how did that make you feel is that added pressure you think i don't feel added pressure rachel stared confidently i'm just trying to find love even though i'm an african-american woman it's no different than any other bachelorette Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be baby so you gotta wrap your hair up at night and you need silk pillows come on now you ain't ain't fooling us it's different you ain't fooling us girl Mm -hmm. 
the eligible lady uh kept the focus on herself rather than attempting to be a spokesperson adding i'm honored to have this opportunity to represent myself as an african-american woman yep so good for her good for you sis i'm happy for you yep i just hope they treat you right that's all yeah i'm definitely not tuning in Oh no! Oh, shout out to all the new black people that's gonna be tuning in. They ain't been watching this shit. It's about to be hot every week. Right. Thank peace up. Come on, Woo! these streets. Mm. Them people on them keyboards gonna be L I T. I'll just do my normal uh, recap through Nick and Reggie. I, I know y'all got me, dog. Mm-hmm. You know she ain't know who Rachel was. Mm-hmm. Or that. It was I don't black... know who none of the white people is. Right, but she been listening. I have been listening. You gonna order them tacos? I am not ordering them goddamn tacos. Single and loving it. Charlize Theron, Bethany Frankel, and Mayim Balik post fun Valentine's Day notes that have nothing to do with romance. Oh. Yep. No. Valentine's Day is for everybody. It matter if you not with somebody. Why? Why you can't get in on the fun? Who? You know. Um valentine's day is a harsh holiday if you're single all those people kissing and buying each other flowers is enough to send a lonely heart into depression but some celebrities are having fun on v-day even if they didn't get a great romance in their life oh charlize theron was eating some cupcakes and said violent she's charlize africa on uh Twitter, on instagram i see you sis mm. um she said um uh, valentine's day an excuse to eat cupcakes ain't it though mm-hmm bethany frankel just put one with some big uh balloon lips and said pucker up oh that's cute mm-hmm. and i like that outfit she got on yes ma'am and then she also went on twitter and put will you be my valentine which got 200 likes with only nine retweets damn y'all y'all be stingy with them retweets boy i tell you that <laughs> uh lily collins said happy valentine's day sending lots of hugs and kisses uh your way always and forever oh mm-hmm. like the color of hair is beautiful yeah i see you lily um miss ma'am miss ma'am oh ma'am balick says woke up alone and i'm about to get ready to give a science talk to a bunch of engineers i may ask all of them to be my valentine hashtag valentine's day hashtag current state of affairs hashtag keeping it real got out of bed Nicki minaj posted a uh, bunch of roses all oh, those roses are beautiful yeah and she just put hyd out there said me how y'all doing i don't know i, I don't know the kids slang honey yeah don't be using them three letter words that mean i gotta ask twitter for everything what that mean <laughs> they'll tell me too i'd be uh, so lost and confused they'll be using all that slang i'm old it could mean like how's your day maybe that's true so all right next white people news but shout out to people celebrating valentine's mm-hmm. no matter how you celebrate everybody was announcing they pregnant today oh everybody i was like woo, everybody pregnant mm-hmm. keep all that madonna 58 years old boldly frees the nipple in a risque cover for vogue italia and she teases first shoot since becoming a mother again uh to malawian twins Oh, she done copped us some more black babies. Yeah, he's trying since Brad and Angelie ain't no more. 
He's like, good. I, I, mm-hmm. I she got to catch up. Right, I start getting the kids again. I ain't got to worry about y'all adopting the whole country. It's that jealousy. She like, oh, these niggas got, they just caught two more black babies? Damn. Oh, I get, what, oh, the, I, you know what? I'm about to stud on these niggas. I'm about to get two Malawians and it's from the fall line. And we're going to be right back ah! on their ass. Uh, yeah, apparently she took center stage once again for the first time uh since becoming a mother for the fifth and sixth time she boldly flashed her nipples on vogue italia you good you want to get your contacts or you good no nah, contact no nah, it's just my eye keeps watering i don't know why it's just itching um anyway oh yeah so she said look at these bad boys praising strong independent women for taking risks the 58 year old icon shared a proud instagram with a risque hot couture cover on monday from their polaroid issue which was shot by photographer stephen klein um going braless in the transparent silky shirt the like a prayer star added an opulent diamond necklace posing provocatively with one finger in her mouth she wore her peroxide blonde hair in the 1950s style pin curls uh framing her eyes with a dramatic sweep of mascara and iridescent bronze eyeshadow she stared confidently down the barrel of the lens in the mesmerizing shot clearly proud of the end result madonna shared it with her fans on social media and wrote stamped by sk for the polaroid issue at stephen klein studio for italian vogue god bless you franca sozani not only for what you did for the world of fashion but for encouraging strong independent women to take risk like showing us them nipples beautiful sharing more seductive photos from the shoot on instagram madonna wrote good morning world but it couldn't have shown too much nipple because you know instagram would take you off of there and uh yeah she officially yeah she officially confirmed that she uh adopted two malawian twins so little black girl's gonna get a home hopefully she just stick to calling the white one nigga and let them let them rest let them cook so there you guys go madonna mm-hmm. if you were wondering mm-hmm. um amy schumer kissed her boyfriend on a hilarious kiss cam on the eve of valentine's day everybody's now, favorite you know who she is i don't know who that man is um her boyfriend is ben hanish um they've been together for 14 months there was no way amy schumer was giving was going to let her bow Ben Hanish off the hook when they were caught on the kiss cam at a sporting event on the eve of Valentine's Day. The 35-year-old actress first turned to her dad, Gordon, and gave him a chast kiss on the cheek. Then she carefully took off her cap and sunglasses before launching herself at the furniture designer for a really good snog. And he was more than happy to respond, grabbing her head and only pulling back when he needed breath, smiling at the camera with his hands up. The crowd cheered as the couple smiled and waved at their very public display of affection. In case anybody missed it, the star of TV's Inside Amy Schumer posted a 20-second clip of the hilarious romantic moment on Instagram on Tuesday. Good for you guys. You don't like me while on Instagram. Instagram. I don't even want to know what the comments look like. Me either. All right, let's go to some, uh, some guest erase, okay? You guys have gotten all the whiteness that you need, I'm, I'm yep. assuming. I'm assuming so, too. Um, feel like we're all whited out. Ah! 
it's like we didn't even talk about all this stuff about racism mm-hmm. isn't it y'all know me i'm gonna forget tomorrow so now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race and of course they're all racist all right guess the race is brought to you by bevel bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bones get clearer smoother skin with bevel isn't that what we all want okay it's valentine's the guys who already went out and got it they're gonna they they're 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 loving me right now they're like rod you were so right the people that didn't get it uh they're like why what's wrong with my neck why am i looking like this she's never gonna say yes that's right you fucked up buddy (laughs) you should have listened to me for weeks i tried to help your ass out but you stupid stupidly you just kept ignoring me but let me tell you something okay ladies if you're dating somebody with some facial hair issues it makes a great valentine's day gift too mm-hmm. and also if it's too late if it's after valentine's day it's too late you, you didn't get a date well get to shaving now okay maybe they'll feel even more let down i don't know just take a chance all right go to getbevel.com slash tbgwt to get your first month free that's all you gotta do getbevel.com slash tbgwt Two Texas high school students are accused of conspiring to poison their assistant principal. A substitute teacher at Waco area Lorena High School, where Kelly Lynn Prater and Shelby Grace Gill, both 17, are enrolled, reportedly overheard the girl discussing details of their plan. Mm. An arrest affidavit states that the teacher heard the girl discussing how to get away with it and considering poisoning, poisoning their target with an undetectable substance. The teenagers allegedly turned against the school's assistant principal after he reprimanded one of them for leaving campus during school without permission, a violation of a school district private, uh, p- policy. No shit. So you were wrong and you still gonna kill, you, you gonna back it up with murder? What? It ain't got to make sense for kids. That ain't make sense. Prater was arrested January 30th and Gill was arrested February 9th. Neither suspect denied making statements about plotting the murder when interviewed by police. They also allegedly made comments about the intended victim's wife and children. School administration administrators were fearful of the threat that students posed because of the degree to which they planned the assault. The teacher, who reportedly talks about talks, also fears for her own safety, given the girl's aggressive tone. Prater and Gill are charged with making a terroristic threat, a Class B misdemeanor, punishable by up to 180 days in county jail and up to two thousand dollar fine. Guess the race, Karen. White. Karen's going with white. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Oh, man, let me scroll down. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, mean girls, white. Pretty little liars, white. Murder was the grade that they gave me, white. Uh, Chalk, cash me outside, white. Cash me outside, white. Two different people said that right to each other. Uh, Wonder Bread, white. Admitted it because they knew their whiteness would get them off vice principal gamby and russell's, russell's children <laughs> yep and uh everybody it looked like everybody went with white on this one and everybody was correct good job catch me outside how about that 
and I will put the you know she's going back on Doctor Phil. For nigga for why? Cause her mom is her manager. Watch whiteness work. Come on. I have a bad kid now to book her for several shows and never change her behavior at all. Mm-hmm. Um, for you now. Mm-hmm. Did the picture come up, Karen? Come on over here, partner in the show. Yes. All right. So they was white as hell. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them does look a little catch me outside. How about that? Ish. Come on. Uh, all right. Let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and a bonus round against the race. So far, everybody is one for one. But let's see if they can keep it up as the stakes get higher. Doop 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 doop. Um. All right. A teacher was apparently extorted out of $28,000 by a student in a sextortion plot. Mm-hmm. What? A middle school teacher in Texas paid a former student nearly $28,000 to keep their sexual relationship a secret, and she was arrested after the teen's mother found out about their romps. Thou Sandy Doan, a teacher at Raul Quintanilla senior middle school in dallas was arrested last week and faces a sexual assault charge in connection to the alleged relationship with a 14 year old boy what citing Dones arrest warrant affidavit filed by police isd police department the boy's mother told investigators earlier this month that he was receiving large amounts of money and he was using it for illegal purposes which created problems at home yeah because he's 14 and dumb nothing he can do with twenty eight thousand dollars and also how the fuck you got twenty eight thousand dollars teaching middle school a retirement plan and um and you know that answer too quick but go ahead (laughs) how else you gonna get access to that much money that quickly um oh yeah you in a house with a child who don't have a job so as a parent you're gonna go how the fuck did you get this xbox how the fuck do you get this shit that i didn't pay for you start asking questions mm-hmm. um not dumb yep they don't know how to keep secrets how a kid gonna hide twenty eight thousand dollars how is right how is a kid gonna hide that much money they ain't got a fucking bank account like is that your husband's money where are you getting twenty eight thousand dollars as a teacher man are you doing some illegal shit dude what's happening here mm-hmm the boy's mother told him that uh told administrators the payments needed to stop and provided the investigators with screenshots of messages showing that her son asked for money watch i'm gonna start getting pics and everything ready to show the cops right i ain't playing one message read uh dallas isd the police department spokeswoman robin harris said don 27 yeah 27 she ain't got twenty eight thousand dollars in the uh savings uh for the teacher's thing Oh, yeah, she fairly young. Okay. She was placed on administrative leave January 10th. She had been employed with the district since 2014. Damn, you got to fucking these kids right away, huh? Uh, Harris told the Post in a brief telephone interview Wednesday she declined to elaborate on whether Doan had any previous disciplinary issues or infractions, citing privacy concerns. Doan, according to the school's website, worked as a coach for the cross country and soccer teams. Attempts to reach her were unsuccessful and it wasn't clear she had hired an attorney. 
don't admit it to the police according to the arrest affidavit that she communicated with the boys via text the boy via text messages instagram and kick before they had sex in a park in the summer of 2015 they also had sex later that year between november and december and again in december 2016 don who was arrested friday was released from jail after posting bail the boy's mother told kdfw that she saw her son's behavior change dramatically after the time he allegedly started this fling with the teacher of course yeah just it, like that affects children it affects everybody you know want to act like girls are the only ones affected but it affects boys too Mhm, mhm. uh at times he started getting into drugs drinking and leaving the house and he would probably get money and just leave the whole weekend i wouldn't hear from him i'd be out looking for him son come home i'm smoking weed mama i'm getting pussy now life has changed i you. got money don't confirm to authorities in a search warrant affidavit the boy received an image of her exposing her breast the two also engaged in explicit texting she did very bad she did bad she said and i'm not condoning what he did because i know he was wrong and what he also did was blackmailing it's not acceptable the most recent payment to the boy now 15 was 1500 dollars, according to his mother which was sent one day before she reported the messages to school officials i mean this is very hurtful because he's a victim here and he was a child uh she continued he is the child he's still a child but it hurts me because i've been through a lot with him uh she told kdfw that her son had been previously arrested on unrelated burglary and robbery charges yep so guess the race of the teacher since the you know the kids are obviously not in here what's her name her name is uh well let me tell you her first name thou sandy Doan. i guess they call her sandy but her name is Thal Sandy Down. Asian. Care's going with Asian on this for the teacher. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what you guys believe. Uh, she loved him long time. Oh, Black Rob. Me so horny. Let me taste your egg roll. Asian boy. She ah! was banging that was Nigerian. Oh, Lizzie. This why you in. This why you in the chat. That's that's what I was gonna say, Black Rob. Okay. First name, Thou Asian. Ah. Sucky me to me, I suck it to you, Asian. Aww. Asian, Asian. How doth thou hit it, Asian? Thou shouldn't fuck kids, Asian, Asian. Ah, ah, can't, ah. can't drive, Asian. Mm, mm. Oh. I told everybody out there listening, these motherfuckers are racist. Y'all right. Y'all got it right. Somebody answered orange chicken. Oh God! I'm surprised they ain't going number three. Uh huh. You see the lyric? Uh, see the picture? I mean, yes. All right, there you go. She was Asian. Where did she get twenty eight thousand dollars? Mm. Some some somebody family uh missing some money. Twenty eight thousand? Shit. She, she taking that from somebody. Nigga, you gonna expose me at like the five hundred dollar level? I ain't got it. I'm gonna tell. I guess we just, I'm going to jail, dog. I don't know. Can't extend. You came up with $28,000 in two years. Woo. Boy. I know she was mad as hell. He showed the school and some new kicks. Like this nigga. Right. Spending money. You gonna give me that dick though? Is I'm gonna get some dick tonight? Okay, cool. But damn, really? Another 
No, maybe the teachers aren't addicted to fucking the kids. Maybe they're addicted to going to jail. Ah, Anybody ah. think about that yet? Hmm? <laughs> it's like, I really would like three meals and a nice warm bed. A California man admits to killing his parents in a sword attack. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, authorities say a Northern California man who stands accused of stabbing his mother and father to death in 2015 has pleaded guilty to two counts of murder. The Santa Rosa Press Democrat reports that Nathan Alexander Wilson of Sebastopol, uh, Sebastopol was charged with killing 66-year-old David Wilson and 60-year-old Adrian Chapin uh, with a sword on the property he shared with them. Uh, authorities say he struggled for years with mental illness. The 35-year-old was arrested in November 2015, the day after the slams. Under the terms of his plea, he'll be sentenced March 3rd to 40 years to life in prison. He did not admit to special circumstances for multiple murders, what would have prevented him from someday being released on parole. His attorney was not immediately available for comment. Killed his own parents with a sword. Mm-mm-mm. Can't let these kids have these swords, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right, man. We'll be back tomorrow. I guess we'll be Jeremy uh, from the Crown of Collars podcast, and we will be recapping Walking Dead. I know that's what y'all really been waiting on us to get back to. Right. Um, and we know it. We can't wait to talk about The Walking Dead as well. We okay. saw it. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. I believe it'll be at 7 uh, p.m. So we'll see you guys then. Okay. Uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.